Remember, you are the dream awakening to itself. Aloha, dreamers, shifters, interdimensional friends, multidimensional friends. This is Brendan and welcoming you to another very exciting live broadcasted edition of Paradigm Shift Central Dream, Dream Class presented on behalf of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real world interactive game to be able to help assist with the shift in consciousness. So thank you so much for tuning in, for being here, for being a part of another very, uh, as I said, exciting, educational and inspirational podcast, broadcast, call it what you want. We are here creating digital sacred space as community to be able to learn together, to be able to grow together, to be able to explore the mysteries of the universe. So for those of you who are watching this live in the YouTube, please feel free to drop some comments, drop an 1111, let me know that you guys can hear me okay. And I'll get into a bit of the introduction of what Dream Class is, helping get the ball rolling on some of the discussion, and of course, inviting you guys to be able to join in this roundtable discussion. So as you are familiar with other people who have been tuned in the past broadcast, you know that like every Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going forward with roundtable broadcasts. Dream Class is another variation of that. Uh, the week after this, we have Destiny School about spirituality of ancient cultures. Stay tuned for that. That's going to be very exciting. And so what it is that we're doing, you know, we're creating this circle. We are creating this ceremony as community to be able to share wisdom, to share ideas, to share knowledge, to share experience, to share practical tips. And those are some of the things that we are going to be getting into for tonight's broadcast for Dream Class. And we have done multiple Dream Class broadcasts throughout the Paradigm Shift Project over the years. There's literally 20 of these already online at my channel youtube.com forward slash skull babylon or check out paradigm shift radio on itunes as well and uh yes thank you to those of you in the live chat for the 1111s you guys can hear me fine i love you thank you so much and so right now as we as i'm just doing the introduction for those of you who are tuned in live Join us in this circle if you want, if you want to be able to talk about why studying dreams is important to you, what it means to you, what are some of your experiences, what are some of the most memorable dreams that you have had, because right now it is myself and we have Amanda here in the circle and we'll be passing the talking stick over to uh, Amanda as we get going into this and that's it, that's it, so it's literally just the two of us right now, which again, you know, like it, even if it was just me, believe me, I would still be like just going forward with this and putting out the signal. And again, like that's the important thing. So and just really inviting everyone to be able to be a part of this in whatever way that feels right for them. And uh, oh, okay, so Facebook has no audio. So let me uh, take two seconds at this because I think I know exactly why that's happening. So as I just multitask here, for those of you uh, who are on YouTube, bonus points for you guys, because you guys don't have to deal with the fact that like sometimes it glitches out. But I'm just going to multitask while explaining to you guys what it is that we'll be doing here tonight. 
within dream class broadcast you know like as a conscious community as a spiritual community personally i feel that it is an incredibly important cornerstone to be able to talk and focus our attention towards dreaming towards the topic of why dreams are important not only just that but like why do we dream you know not even just a question of what are dreams but why do we dream you know i think that question in itself holds a lot of validity and out of these discussions out of these out of these conversations it is about being able to explore our multi-dimensional nature it is about being able to understand what it means as a soul to be able to experience this life on earth to be able to experience what it means to be you know spirit what it means to be soul and so, uh, Amanda, please let me know if Facebook has audio now. We just uh, posted again. So, uh, yeah, again, <laughs> for the record, if you're if you're connected with me on Facebook, never watch the live broadcast on Facebook because they're guaranteed to crash. Always tune in on YouTube at either uh, at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon or live.paradigmshiftcentral.com, and you'll always find the broadcast through there. Super easy. So I'm going to pass the talking stick uh, over to Amanda in the next little bit. And again, you know, as more people join this circle, we are inviting you to be able to talk about why dreams are important to you. What brings you to the circle? What are some practical tips that you want to be able to share with the community? And so as a listener, for those of you who are here present as listeners and, and even still as as listeners, you're still a part of the community. You're still a part of this circle. And so thank you for being here. It is an honor and a privilege to be able to share this sacred space with you. And so what you'll be able to get out of this as, as a listener is further inspiration, further motivation to be able to perhaps put more focus towards your dream practice if it isn't something that you're already invested in and to be able to learn some practical tips to be able to get some paradigms shifting within your mind in terms of, you know, just thinking about dreams differently. Because oftentimes, like, that can be a big way as to how dreams can develop their, their meaning. They can develop more importance within your life just based on how you choose to think about them, how they relate to your perception of the bigger picture. And so I've got some man, I've got plenty of theories, concepts, experiences that I want to be able to share with you guys. But again, these circles are a place for us to practice having discussion. So if you're a little bit shy, then please absolutely join in. You know, like this is an opportunity for you to be able to become more familiar with being able to talk about the things that we don't normally get a chance to talk about. And that is why we create these spaces as community to be able to learn, to be able to have these conversations, to be able to develop in this particular concept, accountability, accountability in, in relation to the idea that dreams can be sometimes challenging. The practice of dream studying, dream experiences, dream practice, it can be a challenging thing. When, when you have a community, it can help develop that accountability because you're just like, oh, okay, I'm not the only one doing this. You know, there are other people investing their efforts and our collective focus is something that, you know, can help grow as a team. So we're going to keep this broadcast uh, pretty much within two hours. That's the goal. So I'm going to keep this already, you know, I just keep the Babylon to a minimal, the Skull Babylon uh, to a minimal. And um, again, you know, within this broadcast, what you'll be able to get are, you know, inspiration, ideas, practical tips, listening to conversation. And also by the end of it, we'll do a collective meditation around the dream tree, which is a concept of uh, anchoring into the, uh, the possibility, the very real possibility of shared dreaming. 
And as a community, this is something that we've practiced before and I'll explain more about later, but there's the idea of like imagining a single tree and we gather around this tree and on an astral plane, we are already there, so to speak. And when we anchor in through this meditation, it is something that can create the narrative to be able to open ourselves up to the experience. So we'll be talking a little bit about, you know, why are dreams important? What can happen within dreams? What do dreams teach us about ourselves? These conversations, we've had them before in other dream classes. So if you're interested in hearing more, definitely go check out the past dream classes. But again, you know, the conversations change as we change. Every time we show up, we show up with something different. We show up with more knowledge, more inspiration, more more information. And so, again, please feel free to join this broadcast. The links are in the information for the video uh, to be able to join. It's at live.paradigmshiftcentral.com forward slash join hangout. Because, you know, I, I, I'm putting, I'm actually going to do this and we don't normally do this, but for those of you in the YouTube right now, we're actually going to post the direct link to join the hangout. And this is not something that we normally do. And the only reason, the only reason that we don't do it is so it's just like, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's, it's a threshold to prevent trolls from trolling, but I trust you guys. I'm cool with you guys. Like, you know, intuition is just like, let's do this. So I'm posting the link into the YouTube live chat for you guys to be able to join right now. So all you need is Google Hangout and you can sync up and be a part of this conversation. So right now, within the time that we started, we've got four people in here, myself, Amanda, Brian, Byron, and Jesse as well. So we're, let's pass the talking stick around and, and get the ball rolling on this conversation to be able to have the topic uh, uh, just like inviting people to, to just say, you know, who are they and what brings them to dream class and also a little bit about why the study of dreams may be important to them. And also we have Robert for join, who just joined. So thank you, Robert. And I just saw your message that you can't stay long. So we'll make sure that we get the talking stick over to you. So who would like to volunteer to uh, go first, just to be able to introduce themselves and share a little bit about what brings them to dream class. So between anybody here, if you guys want to raise your hands, then I will pull up your microphone and we will pass the talking stick over to you. So I know you guys have been in this. Byron, do you want to go? <laughs> was, that a, was that a thumbs up, Byron? Kind of? Okay, cool. Byron, you're my hero. Thank you, man. Awesome. All right, Byron, I'm going to pass the talking stick over to you and we're going to pull up your audio and we'll switch the camera and... Byron, when you are ready, please feel free to say hello to the internets and uh, tell us a little bit about what brings you to dream class and, you know, why are dreams important to you? Uh, yeah, I came to dream class because, uh, well, my name is Byron or Brian. My, my real name is Brian. My artist name is Byron. Uh, it doesn't matter what you call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. Tee hee. Uh, <laughs> um, I I know I mean I can talk about my dreams from the past. I I just saw there wasn't uh, there was you and one other person, so I was like, oh no, I wanted to keep this going. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, for like I guess I've already talked about it before, but I've had that encounter of a reptilian in my dream before, and uh, I've already talked about that in July's broadcast. But um, I want to talk about hallucinations because to me. And hallucination is a waking dream for me, like when I'm awake, because I am diagnosed with schizophrenia and and it it doesn't bother me any, you know, like I'm doing the best I can with what it is. I have Tourette's and you wouldn't even notice that right now, but I used every 30 seconds, I would go, hmm, bump my head and 
make a noise. It would be a tick, and and uh, that that actually healed itself for the most part through meditation, a lot of meditation, yeah. And uh, but I've had hallucinations. I started when I was younger. I think my first hallucination I ever had was when I was uh, playing baseball, and I swung out and missed. And uh, I thought I heard my parents, you know, yelling at me the whole time when I was striking out or whatever. And they didn't say anything, apparently. I talked to them after the game. I was like, why are you yelling at me? And they were like, we didn't say anything. I'm like, oh. So that kind of shocked me. But uh, I've had hallucinations up through then, but they started happening more during my college years and, and after, like since. I've had like they're not always bad. People think that like, and I, I, and it's just like a dream, you know, like they're, they could be good or bad and, uh, and they're neutral. It could just be bizarre. You know, like I'll hear, I'll like when I'm with friends, I hear a baby crying in the, in the background. I have to ask if, if someone else is hearing that because I don't know if it's real or not. That's another problem I have. Like with my dreams, I like to tether. And when I'm in my dream, I, I've, I'm at the point where, in the past, I used to have a lot more anxiety. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know, uh, what, three years ago? I wouldn't be able to talk in front of a camera three years ago. But um, to do it now, it's it's because of my dreams. I, I uh, go to, I think it's uh, dreamymoons or dreammoods.com. And there's a few other, like, I have a book on it, A to Z dictionary on dreams. And they tell you the psychological or spiritual meaning behind your dreams. And uh, at first, when I... When I was younger, I used to always have a fear of falling. Like I, I've had dreams of falling and I would wake up right before I die and I'd be in a cold sweat. But I read about it and it was, and it deals with anxiety. You know, it means that you have some um, issues you got to work out, you know? And so I, I worked, I kinked them out the best I could, you know, just, you just got to not care as much anymore in a, in a good way, you know, not like you have to care and still be empathetic, but yeah. Um, Cool, but, well, that's just a couple, couple more points and then we'll pass the talking stick around because it's just for introductions. We'll save more for later. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, 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 uh, no problem, man. It's all good. Yeah, I'll, I'll just, I'll have my list of hallucinations written down. How about that? Sure. When, when, if we get back to me or not, but I'll just tell you this quick thing about the dreams. It changed from falling to uncontrolled jumping. Every step I would make, I would jump very high. And that was again, anxiety. And now in my dreams, I can fly. And that's like how do you conquer your fears for your most part, you know, like the best that you can and everything's made up. All right. That's good enough for me. <laughs> that's awesome, man. <laughs> Thank you as always. And yeah, like, you know, Byron, I think you really hit upon some interesting points there right away, because within this class, like one of the topics that we get into is really beginning to to kind of like cross over you know this the the waking reality and the dream reality and kind of being, you know, bringing in that question of just like, how different are they? Are they one in the same? Are they extensions of the same thing? You know? And so, uh, from my perspective, that question is incredibly important and, and I'll just like plant the seed here, but we can talk more about it later. But you know, why I feel studying dreams is important is because within dreams, we understand that our thoughts create reality. And so if we can begin to understand that and also experience it and apply it, then that can help us become better manifestors within this waking dream because the same principles apply. The same idea of all is mind 
applies the thoughts you put out are the thoughts that like manifest the world around you so yeah i think it's interesting how your experiences with hallucinations and you know like even uh you know crossing into the realms of like psychedelics and things like that there's the whole experience where with psychedelics and again with hallucinations where things can be very dreamlike the 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 essence of this reality becomes incredibly obviously dreamlike and uh again we'll talk a little bit about that more later and also inviting people again who are watching this broadcast please feel free share your experiences come on in and we can talk more about it and again you know we'll talk about uh even like the concept of lucid dreaming and what that means and how that ties into everything and even the concept of astral projection as well and uh yeah if anybody out there is like an avid lucid dreamer an avid astral projector if that's the right term uh we would love to hear from you and we would love to invite you to share your wisdom with the community so let's pass talking to the ground i wanted to be able to invite robert uh actually to be able to share because i saw robert's comment about not being able to stick around for too long uh robert i'm gonna uh pull up your microphone and we'll just check if you're there and uh just welcoming hello. you to the circle so robert can you just uh, say hello real quick hi can you hear me yes yes we can loud and clear perfect awesome okay well, robert thank you for joining and uh just uh, excuse me if i'm mistaken but have you joined broadcast previously this is my first time this is your first just time jumped in awesome man well welcome welcome to the circle happy to have you here dude and uh we'll pass the talking cigar to you and again just a, a brief introduction or really anything you want to share if you do have to leave soon uh you know just in terms of what brings you to the circle and even any wisdom that you want to be able to share with the people listening in terms of like why dreams may be important for us to study as a community so robert go right ahead i'll pass the talking stick over to you dude well <laughs> There's a lot. I don't want to explain too much because this is, like you just said, this is an introduction. I'm a very big into lucid dreams. I've had a lot of experience. I had even one last night. I'll share them all when the time's coming. Um, my name is Robert Damaker. I'm a, I'm a musician. I play piano. I play music for film. I, um, at conventions, I'm looking at composing for film in the future. But dreams have been very inspirational for me. I've received messages from friends who've passed away. I've received guidance on things that I'm going to do. And I would love to share them with you when, uh, when that comes around. Yeah, dude, that, that's awesome. I, I would love to be able to hear more about that. Cause again, you know, like a big reason why we create these circles is again, it, this is a form of documentation of consciousness. And we're not only just documenting what happens within the physical dimensions, but this gives us the opportunity to collectively document what happens within those other dimensions, within those other states, within the astral planes. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, if like, I'll, I'll just kind of ask you, because, or, or did you say like, what's your schedule like? Do you have to leave soon or where was that somebody else who said that? No, 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 no. You're good? Okay, cool. That's not me. I, perfect, perfect. No. Sweet, man. Um, well, I'll just kind of, I, I just want to ask you real quick, because I mean, that's obviously a quick introduction, but we'll just kind of, you know, plant some seeds for the listeners to get hyped up about as we continue the broadcast. Uh, you know, just uh, share a little bit different about like why dreams are important, you know, like what can they teach us uh, about ourselves as like multidimensional beings? And, you know, that's a, that's a big question, but answer it in whatever way feels right for you. Let me, let me say this, and this isn't so much to deflect it. But this may be a little bit odd way of answering this. I had a dream not long ago where, you know, in lucid dreams, I realize I'm dreaming and I'm able to have fun with the dream from that point. But how often 
do you study the dream when you realize this has happened where you take a step back and you're no longer trying to create and fantasize, but you're actually studying the atmosphere. I had a dream that lasted probably 20 seconds. But within that 20 seconds, I looked down at the grass and I reached down to touch it. And I realized that the grass, even though I could see it standing uh, upright, it looked like normal grass. But the closer I got to it, the more I realized that it's not, it's not actually there. It's like a holographic uh, image of it. I uh, then looked around. I observed the colors. Keeping in mind, I know I'm dreaming. Uh, so it's not like a, a you know general lucid dream where you just know it and you start going off. I'm studying everything as it's happening. And when you get to that point, it's kind of hard to hold that focus because usually you want to wake up right after that. But I started flying in the air, which is amazing, by the way. And I could feel the wind on my face. I flew over pine trees and I could smell the pine trees. I landed next to a pond of water and I could smell the breeze. And for me, to be able to experience that within a dream tells me that there's much more that we just don't quite understand. And I'll have some more stories to share, but that was so unique to me to be able to experience that and study it from within. Well, go ahead. Awesome. Beautiful, man. Thank you so much for your contribution already. And uh, I look forward to being able to have more of the discussion with you. Uh, again, you know, it's uh, as for, for me, for myself, you know, like I feel... Uh, I, I kind of uh, sit in the seat of kind of like uh, a common dreamer. And, and what I mean by that is that like, I'm not like avidly lucid dreaming all the time in order for me to be able to have like vivid recall. There has to be like certain steps that I kind of have to follow. Uh, and, and just kind of like lucidity is something that can be achieved, but I really have to work for it. I really kind of have to like do, you know, the techniques and the science behind it. Um, and, and so like to be able to have someone who is more experienced with lucid dreaming, who has had these vivid experiences, uh, it's fascinating for me to be able to learn uh more from from that as well and just again just be able to listen to to the stories hearing that you know these are experiences that consciousness is capable of having and i think for me just real quickly answering this and we'll pass the talk and stick around you know why is studying dreams important it opens us up to a bigger understanding of what we are of what consciousness is capable of experiencing and, and you know lo and behold it, it goes back to the idea that like we are more than our physical bodies and again I'll, I'll get into some other theories again not so much on just like like for me the question of like what are dreams is a very interesting question and, and I think there's some really cool places that we could go when we look about that because it's not it, opposed to just being like oh it's a side effect of the brain it just happens but it's just like but it's like but again not just what are dreams but like why why do we dream like if you were the universe creating itself and you created humans on earth why would you want them to dream what purpose does it serve within the evolution of our soul right so we'll get a little bit more into that later uh let's pass the talking stick around again and thank you robert and uh let's uh just check with the hands up give me some spirit fingers if you guys want to go next and i'll pass the talking stick uh, over to you jesse we'll pass it over to you so jesse will uh just get you to introduce yourself in a little bit about why what brings you to dream circle and why dreams are important to you so jesse when you're ready go ahead dude and uh jesse i think we don't have any audio on your end yet and your microphone is up so yeah okay go ahead now okay all right hey everybody it's a little bit quiet um, jesse just letting you know ahead of time so i got it pulled up but if you move the mic closer, okay. whatever. 
Go go ahead. Dude. All right. Okay. Um, yes, dreams. They're amazing. They're so potent. Um, and I love them. <laughs> it's just I feel like I haven't reached uh, full potential to what they can um, become. So, yeah, I'm very interested in them and would like to, like, finally start enjoying them to their full potential. And there's definitely two things I'd like to share about dreams, which I've experienced, which are kind of paranormal or strange. One is sleep paralysis. And um, my strangest experiences are the sleep paralysis are from waking up from a dream. Um, you know, seeing people in my room and stuff. Uh, and the second one is um, my father who appears in my dreams when he passed away uh, a few years ago. So having him in my dreams always trips, tricks me. Like, I because I don't know how to comprehend him because comprehend him basically because he, he's dead. And I'm like, what are you doing alive? <laughs> so um, those are just kind of like two things I want to talk about, I guess. I just did, but I guess I could go more into detail and I can't stay for too long tonight, but um, I'll stay for as long as I can. Cool. All right. Awesome. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Jesse. And thank you for sharing. And, and, and I, I feel that like what you just shared there is something that a lot of people can relate to and something that a lot of people would be interested in just hearing community talk about. And, and I'm sure, you know, other people in the circle, Robert have some ideas and some perspectives on that, you know, just the whole concept of, of meeting people who have passed on within our dreams. Cause again, you know, it, it brings up the question of like, what does it mean to be alive? Can someone still be dead and alive? Like is the soul still alive on another plane? And, and what is the dream space? Is it this like overlapping plane? Is it, or is it a common plane where again, you know, spirit who is not physically here can still interact with spirit who is physically here. Um, but yeah, no, Jesse, thank you. Thank you for sharing, man. Uh, Jesse, just checking in. How, how long are you here for? Just so I know. So we can make an sure. hour tops. An hour tops. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll make sure that we, uh, we, we get back to you and, and talk more about that. Cool. All right. Thank you, Jesse. Right, awesome. Sweet. Okay. So again, just kind of going through introductions here. And, and then, you know, as we do this, we're just, we're just free flowing into the discussion. And uh, again, keeping the broadcast within a two hour range, if it goes a little bit over, that's totally cool. Um, people in the live chat, I just want to be able to check in with you guys. What are some topics related to dreams that you guys are interested in hearing more about? Uh, be it questions that you want to be able to ask for the group and we can collectively uh, approach those. And uh, again, just like any themes that you would want to see us explore. So let's keep passing the talk and stick around. And uh, let's see, we just have Amanda who is here who can introduce herself. And uh, again, reminding people who still want to be able to be a part of the circle that they're welcome to join. Speak of the speak of the spirit. I don't know. I don't want to say speak of the devil. Is that weird? No, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. My goodness. Uh, we just had another person join. So uh, welcome, Kim. Hi, Kim. You can wave if you can see us, I think. And uh, we'll pass the talking stick over to Amanda. Amanda, give me a thumbs up if that's cool. Could pass the talking stick over to you. Okay, cool. Awesome. All right, so we'll pass the talking stick over to Amanda. Amanda's been in broadcast in the past, and we're happy to be able to have her here for Dream Class. So, Amanda, let me just pull up your microphone and pass in the talking stick over to you. And when you're ready, go right ahead. Thank you, Amanda. Hey, guys. Okay. 
So yeah, uh, dreams are definitely a huge part of life, aren't they? Um, and so one of the things that is huge with dreams is astral projection. Um, and what's crazy is I was able to astral project like when I was a child. I remember doing it like when I was a little kid. I had no idea what it was. And I would tell my mom about it and she'd be like, oh, you're astral projecting. And I'm like, what? <laughs> um, so anyways, yeah, that was kind of crazy. When I was a little kid, I would fly through my neighborhood and I would go hang out with the cats in the neighborhood and stuff like that. And I remember that recognized them from daytime and it was just the biggest thing for me was like thinking, Oh my gosh, everything looks so different at night. Cause when you're a kid, you don't really get to see your neighborhood at night cause you have to go to bed early or whatever. Um, and so that was one of my big things was like, wow, everything looks so different, but still, you know, it was my neighborhood Thank you. Um, and then, so that was a big thing for me. And I was just kind of studying up on that. And one of the things that the um, yogis used to do that I just read about was that they would tie two frogs together when they would try to astral project. And so when they would tie the frogs together, the frogs would croak. And if they went... Um, out of body and they couldn't hear the croaking anymore, that would be their sign to come back um, to kind of keep them tied to the physical. Um, so I guess like one of the practices that I think a lot of people do today in modern times is they use like a metronome or okay. some sort of, some sort of like app on their phone or something like that, that kind of, you know, has that same similar repetitive sound. Um, and then let's see. Uh, yeah. Lucid dreaming is a big thing that I've studied for years because when I was like, uh, what, 13, I had, um, a psychic dream of stuff that happened the day pr or the day after, um, I remembered my dream and everything happening. And so I got really into lucid dreaming when I was like in college because I wanted to like understand like, what is that? Like, how do I like actually be able to utilize that to, you know, navigate through life or whatever. So anyways, um, lucid dreaming, um, astral projection, dreams, just being kind of a way to work through your day-to-day -day stuff. Like sometimes dreams are boring and you're just like, oh my God, why am I, why am I redoing all this stuff over again? Or you're like trying to plan the next day and you're like, oh God, you know, it's not stuff that you necessarily want to be dreaming, but I am a firm believer in your working through stuff. Like and if you're not dreaming, a lot of times it's a sign that you're kind of um, stagnant or whatever, like you're probably doing too much weed or, you know, whatnot. You're just not in the mindset to work through your stuff. And so um, that's one of the things that I've had to examine as well of like when there's absence of dreams, like what's going on in my head, you know. So that's just some random thoughts that I had. 
That's awesome. Thank Regarding you. Dreams. That's that's great. That's that's a wonderful introduction there, Amanda. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, no, I look Thank forward you. to being able to hear about that. And, and again, you know, it's a, it's an honor to be able to have like people with a good ex, a good variety of experience and an assortment. And um, yeah, I think uh, we'll we'll find that we have a lot more in common than we may have previously not realized. So, Amanda, thumbs up. Thank you again. Cool. Thank you. Awesome. Sweet. All right. So uh, again, you know, at this point, uh, we'll, we'll just continue to invite more people to uh, join in. Uh, there's just the five of us in the circle at this point, but we do have, a, you know, the people in the, in the YouTube chat, you are still in the circle, just honoring that as well. And uh, within, you know, within dreams and everything like that, I think it's, it's a fascinating thing. And I really, really, really honor the fact that you are here listening to this broadcast right now, like whoever you are, wherever you are, whenever you are, because if we step back and look at the state of the world right now, like straight up and, you know, maybe this is like, you tell me how accurate you think this is, but I think that like 98% of people on earth right now are not paying attention to their dreams. Like maybe even 99% of people on earth right now are not paying attention to their dreams. And when you think about this, like whether this was intentionally done or just a side effect of society, but there is so much happening right now that is just like pulling people's attention away from their dreams, let alone the importance of why dream practice should even be something to consider in the first place. So, I mean, we got like, you know, an uprise in technology. We just got like people sort of living in the paradigm of thinking that dreams are just a scientific byproduct of the brain. Uh, we have like a common, more common use of cannabis and culture and everything like that. And like the, and that affects dreams as well, the dream recall specifically. And again, you know, like that's something I'll share this real quick, uh, just from my own experience. And then again, you know, I want to be able to just, uh, take note of, uh, the live chat and everything as well. And, uh, I want to be able to even just like pass it over to, to Robert, uh, to be able to, you know, answer the question, explore the question of like, why do we dream? You know, why, like literally like from, from like the conscious level, if you were to create dreams for humans, why, why are they there? Right. Why, what are they teaching us? Uh, so Robert, uh, I'll pass the talking stick to you in a second to be able to get that, um, to explore that. And again, anybody else as well. Um, and, and I want to be able to read the live chat in a second, but you know, like, uh, just hitting on upon it real quick. Cause it's, it's something that we talk about every broadcast in terms of practical tips. But for those of you who are working with the medicines or working with cannabis, uh, just be very aware that if no one has told you this and maybe you've already begun to realize it for yourself that cannabis has a direct effect on dream recall and so it really becomes a toss-up for you do you want to enjoy working with cannabis during the day or do you want to be able to recall your dreams at night and for some people it's a little bit different it's not exactly 100% consistent for everyone but for the majority of people it really is quite simple that if you're like smoking cannabis during the day then you're not going to be able to remember your dreams at night and one way to think about this, like, I, I don't like what the science is behind it. Maybe somebody else will be able to tell you better, but I almost sort of think about it in terms of like the subtle energy bodies. And when we're using cannabis, um, this is like almost like a side topic in itself that helps understand what cannabis is and what even like other, you know, other medicines are. Uh, it's almost like this idea that like when you smoke cannabis, you say like, Oh, we're getting high. Um, another way you can think about that is that when you smoke cannabis, it like literally opens the chakras, 
uh, and think about that for a second, you know, like you, you have kind of like that expanded vision, you can feel things a little bit different. And so when you do this, it's like almost like the pipelines are expanded and more energy is running through for that short period of time, you know, like 90 minutes, two hours tops, uh, assuming you're not still smoking beyond that and everything like that. And then once you do that, within that 24 hour period, like those pipelines are like a muscle and they need time to kind of like recalibrate themselves. So if you've exhausted like those muscles during the day, then they aren't going to be as useful at night. Whereas if you don't smoke during the day, then those muscles are like ripe and ready to be able to engage with those higher states of consciousness at night. At least that's one way that I've kind of worked my mind around like why it does what it does. But anyway, Anyways, uh, one thing that I just wanted to mention is that, you know, even leading up to this broadcast, that was something for me to be able to uh, approach it with that intention of like, I like doing these broadcasts because it gives me specific intention to be able to focus on my dreams. And, you know, truth be told, like I work with cannabis here and there. And even like uh, uh, literally yesterday, um, like I I hadn't smoked like on Tuesday. Uh, did I smoke Monday? I think I probably no, I didn't smoke Monday either. Um, no, I think I did. Sorry, I apologize. Uh, don't judge me. But uh, I didn't smoke Tuesday. So I had like dream recall Tuesday night. And then I didn't smoke last night. But I just want to tell a quick story about like how last night I was kind of like feeling like I'm just like I was trying not to do too much work. I just needed to get out of the house. And I had set the intention of not smoking cannabis. And then what I did is like I went out and I like skateboarded. And then, you know, I just kind of like was like, you know, I was like, oh, a part of me really does just want to smoke cannabis because I enjoy just kind of like the routine of doing it while also using it to kind of like tune in and meditate. And and again, it's a tool. It's how you use it, right? But then what I was doing, I was like literally in the place outside and I like put the put the cannabis like in the bowl and I had it sitting there in front of me and I was really checking in with myself. And I was just like, what does this feel like? For me to be able to have said, you know, like I had already made the choice that I wasn't going to smoke, but then I'm like, or am I, or am I, I really want to, or am I, but then the fact that within me, there was a part of me that wasn't fully, it didn't feel like I knew that if I did it, a part of me would like regret it. I knew that I wouldn't feel like a hundred percent like solid on my choice. And so I kind of sat with that. And then again, for me, I had to like anchor in to what it meant for me not to smoke. And that was really investing in my love for my dreams. You know, I'm just like, I'm like, cause that's kind of the thing is that it's it, the universe is really challenging us if that is an experience that's relative to you because it, it, if you smoke cannabis you kind of know what you're going to experience you're going to you know go out in nature and do your thing and you know get creative and tap in and things like that and then at the same time on the other hand you don't know whether or not your dream will yield anything that night you really don't know it's kind of like a roll of the dice but if you smoke cannabis that dice doesn't even roll. So it's just kind of like you're putting your faith in the universe and you're creating a relationship between yourself and your dreams. And so for me, it was important for me to be able to like hold that pipe. And I was literally looking up at the moon as it was happening. And I was like sitting with it. And then I was like, I'm just going to put it away. You know, I'm not going to make a big deal of it. I'm just going to put it away. I'm just going to close like, you know, close the lid on my container and I'm just going to go for a walk. And, and that's what I'm going to do. Because like at that point, it was already late in the evening. I was already kind of tired. It wouldn't really have served me in the same way. And, and, and like I said, I had already f- wanted to make that commitment of not smoking. And then 
that night I went and I had dreams and last night I had some very interesting dreams and I'll just tell you real quick. Um, it, first of all, in part of my dream, uh, my dog Shelby was in it. Like both my dogs were in it. And for those of you who've been tuned in in the past, you know that Shelby, uh, he's like been in my videos in the past. He passed away two years ago. And so like even that, like that was a gift, right? For my dog to be able to in it, be in it. We were like running through the woods together and stuff like that. And then another thing that happened in my dream is that I saw something that was very, reminiscent of a thunderbird and for those of you who know what thunderbirds are those are like mythical bird creatures and in my mind in my dream i was like i was like oh it's like a mythical pokemon you know like that's what i was thinking it, it like it, for those of you again for pokemon like those are basically the thunderbirds and 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 there was a song that was happening in my dream and the song it was like the lyrics in it were premonition it was like the word premonition but it was like stretched out it was like premonition premonition it was like i don't know but it was like coming from the bird or something like that so it was just kind of like even if the even if i'm just like wow what does it mean i don't you know what is the meaning that is one thing but the experience was like whoa like that was cool. So again, you know, if the universe is kind of in in retrospect, if the universe was just like, hey, Brendan, do you want to smoke this bowl or do you want to see a mythical creature tonight? You know, like what would you choose? And so again, before we even get into our dreams, before we even go to sleep within our dreams, I think it's important. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this as well, guys and girls to reflect on the idea that dreams are not always like a one-to-one -one equation. It's not a one plus one equals two. It's not that. The elements of the equation are based on the variables of like how we emotionally show up for dreams. It's not just a matter if we practice writing them down and if we like don't eat before bed and if we're not smoking cannabis and if we meditate. It's not just that. It's literally like our state of consciousness and our thought process and our emotional relationship with our dreams. So if you're just like lackluster and you're just like, like, I don't care about my dreams. I hope I lose a dream tonight. You know, if you're just like, like that, but if you're just like genuinely like, I love my dreams. I love the process of dreaming. I respect it as a ceremony. I acknowledge it as sacred and I am honored by whatever I receive through the experience. And if you literally connect with that in a genuine way that's honest for you then the universe will honor that and it'll be like yes like now you will receive what you are ready for and i think that's a big thing with dreams is we understand through them that we will only receive what we are ready for and again it's like that's like that's where it starts getting trippy right because it's like what determines how how what dreams show up for you and this is where, you know, it's just like, is there like another layer of consciousness that is like directing our dreams that is almost like a programmer sitting at another level of consciousness, choosing like what dreams to send us? You know, this is those questions. I love those questions and everything like that, because I feel there is something to that, that like through dreams, it's an opportunity for like our higher consciousness to be able to communicate through us and not just our higher consciousness but literally higher consciousness of other beings other entities and like you know like our past self our future self loved ones who have passed on loved ones who maybe even in the future you know here like this is where like even just in the comments and i'm just going to get to those right now um I'm just going to read real quick. Uh, and again, you know, just f leave me any feedback and thoughts in the comments. What do you guys think about that? Does that like, 
drop an 11 11 if that resonates to you what i was talking about with like my cannabis story and just again you know like the intentions going into dreams but you know crystal uh in the comments i'm just going to read the comments real quick and again thank you guys for leave, or leaving comments uh on the youtube and uh quick shout out we got about 16 viewers tuned in right now on youtube and about five on facebook so thumbs up guys going good please feel free to keep sharing the broadcast and uh crystal wrote I've always wrote a lot of dreams. I remember some come true. My problem is figuring out which dream is just, uh, which is just a dream and which is foretelling. And then uh, this is, uh, mm, 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 oh, sorry. Okay, Crystal's, that's the comment I was looking for. I just had to scroll up. Crystal said, Crystal Wolf 78 said, my grandma used to have dreams about pregnancies. She knew my mom was pregnant with my brother before my mom knew. So again, you know, like stuff like that. It's like, that's trippy i've had <laughs> this is like i don't need to get too personal and anything like that but like there's been like dreams where like you'll like dream of like a future child that you haven't had yet and i've had like versions of that and stuff like that and like that's trippy and uh amanda did you put your hand up there was that like a i've had a, a dream like yeah okay amanda we'll have to hear from you and about, about that cool and uh just reading real quick again you know in terms of the talks you guys want to hear more about past lives astral projection says benny g uh just reading the rest of the comments um uh Ninanya says same when I was a kid I dreamt that the forest would be torn down and houses built and my friend would live in one of the houses and years later it happened crystal wolf says dream dictionaries don't always help either lol cannabis won't work on me I get headaches from it if I've had vivid dreams for years on my own um and then uh michael pratt hey michael says yeah it could be considered a tool i found that it just depends on what experience you're looking for and what you're using for related to the cannabis so uh yeah thank you again everyone for the comments um okay so i think uh robert did you just want to hit because I, I saw you drop an 11 11 when i was talking about the cannabis stuff and everything like that and again I, I, that's not something we have to spend too much time focusing on but you know just like quick tips for those of you like smoking cannabis every day and wondering why you're not getting more out of your dreams use it as an opportunity to develop your willpower and to develop other habits within your lifestyle and your dreams will just be like a beautiful thing where you'll be able to experience some of the rewards that universe has ready for you when you're ready to receive them robert i'm going to pull your microphone up and uh go right ahead pass in the talking stick over to you dude well it's interesting that you mentioned all that because i uh i got into cannabis about two years ago I don't really mess with it so much anymore because I moved from an area that doesn't really allow for it. But when I was doing it, you know, I don't really remember any of the dreams. But it's a shame because this would be a great conversation to have while having some cannabis. But um, <laughs> that aside, um, one of the questions you were mentioning earlier is what would be the purpose? What If we were to tell someone the purpose of dreams, what would that be? And I think that's really difficult. I think that's probably what a lot of scientists want to know as well. But I do feel from experience that there's not one answer. I feel like there's multiple things, and it's, it can be complicated. Um, you mentioned uh, someone communicating, and I mentioned as well someone communicating with someone that has passed away. I'll mention that real quick. I had a friend of mine that uh, that passed away in Iraq when I was in the military, and uh, and I was living. I was actually stationed in Korea. And I would always have these dreams and he would be visiting me in Korea. And I was always, always wanting to show him around that area. And uh, he would always have to go ask his wife in the dream if he could go do it. And so his wife was always there. A um, couple years later, I'm having a dream about him and I'm no longer in Korea. 
I'm at Fort Campbell and he, uh, and we're leaving the mall in the dream. And I say, Hey man, get, get, uh, get your wife and let's go and have a cookout. And he looks at me and he's depressed and he says, Amanda isn't with me anymore. Now you got to keep in mind, you know, he, he died in Iraq and she was two weeks away from giving birth. And I'm not trying to bring the room down. The point is, is his wife was very emotionally attached to him. This was devastating to her. And so this isn't something where a normal human being can just walk away from a situation and find someone else so quickly. And it had been a few years, but he had told me right there in that dream that she had found somebody else. I immediately woke up, looked on Facebook and she was in a new relationship. And so that, that's the first time, and honestly, the, probably the only time something like that has ever happened where some, someone has told me something and I, it was true before I, I saw it. That was very interesting. Um, another thing that I do think that dreams do is I think they heal you. Um, a lot of us can, can relate to that. I've had many dreams. Again, just having a dream of my friend who passed away, that is healing in itself. It's being able to, to be there with him. And ask them questions. Why are you gone? Why, you know, all these tough questions. Um, another thing I think dreams do is I think they sometimes challenge us. Um, at this point in my life, going back around six months ago, I used to be afraid to sleep in the dark because I had seen spirits growing up and it just, it followed me all the way into adult. I just could not like, I did not like sleeping in the dark. Well, I started challenging myself and within my dreams, whenever there was a scary situation that was about to take place, to not be afraid of and run from it and actually approach it. I'll, uh, I'll mention two of them briefly real quick. And they all take place in, in some spooky dark water. One of them took place going into this really dark room. And there's this pool in, in this room. And it's very dark. And this pool is not very big. But when you look down into it, it's like it goes forever and it's it's like pitch black beneath it and down in the bottom you could see this huge beast that represented like like a giant tadpole and um and in in the dream i was like i ain't, I ain't stepping into that i'm not going down there no way but in my mind i don't know how i knew this but in my mind i knew that if i could get down there to the right of that creature was it was a bunch of treasure there was something there it was just a matter of overcoming my fear. Well, I failed that test. I never jumped in and did it. So I had this dream, not quite the same, but I had another dream that took place. And this time I'm over, over a pond in the middle of the night. It's spooky. There's like the seaweed coming out of it. There's fog over it. Nobody wants to be over some, some water in the middle of the night like that. Well, I forced myself to go down into the water. Keep in mind a natural human instinct. And so I dug myself down, not having the same sort of fears that I started having anymore. Could it potentially have nothing to do with the dream? Maybe. But it's just interesting that for me recently, I felt like I was being challenged spiritually with these dreams. Because when you dig into spirituality, you dig into realms that we aren't quite used to. And that consists of other beings that we may not be used to. And if we fear them, then that halts our growth. And so for me to be able to experience that in the dream and step out of it, it followed me out to the, into the world. And so no, I no longer have that fear of any of that anymore. Um, 
what else? Did you? <laughs> so, I mean, that's great. And then I, I have a lot of dreams as well of going back to different time periods. I had one last night of being in the 1850s. And it's just unique because those could be tied to other past lives if if you believe in such a thing. You know, for me, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's just very interesting to be able to live out through those those time periods. I've also and it's so it's it's difficult to distinguish what's a dream, what's gonna be a prophecy, what's gonna happen. But you know, you just sort of have to take them one by one. And um I got one right on the, on my mind. I'm trying to think of it. Um Oh, yeah. For those who believe in the power of attraction, dreams are great for that. How to where you've, you've earned a million dollars or you found someone you love and then you woke up later on that night and you were mad that it was gone. Well, there's something I would encourage you to do from this point on. Next time you have a dream, if you've, you've earned $2.6 million or you found your soulmate or whatnot and you woke up from that dream, thank the universe. Thank the universe for it and imagine that that's yours. That's the universe telling you that's yours and you're going to get it. And if you wake up and you say, oh, man, this is just a dream, then you just dismissed it. But if you wake up and believe that that was a gift from the universe, a vision of what's to come and treat it, carry that emotion you had when you woke up every day with you and go tell people, go tell your family, hey, this is what I dreamed. And it's going to come. It's going to happen. You will manifest it. And I've started manifesting it myself as of recently. But um, that's it. I'll I'll pass it on. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. That's a uh, wonderful stories that you had to share there. I really appreciate it. And uh, I again, I just wanted to um, mention real quick, you know, uh, just like side side note and everything like that. Just thank you for your service as well. Uh, you were mentioned uh, that you were involved uh, with the uh, servicemen and women. So thank you for that as well. And uh, again, you know, just like relating all of this uh, back into all sorts of topics, there's a million different directions in which we can take this. And um, at this point, I want to just be able to pass the talking stick over to uh, Amanda, do you want to thumbs up Amanda? Maybe because you were talking before about like even a couple stories that you had of like uh, premonitions related to your child being born. If I mean, if that's something you would want to share and and anything else at this point, you know, this is this is kind of like story time around the fireplace, around the digital fireplace. So you know, please feel free to share your stories and and even yeah, Robert, we could even go back to you with this question too because you know I I posted this uh, on Instagram uh, earlier, you know asking people, what is the most memorable dream you have? And that's a very interesting thing to, to think about, you know, because like, why is it the most memorable dream? Is there a part of that that still holds like a relevance to, to our bigger story and everything? So for the people listening to this, I invite you to just ponder on that while you listen to this broadcast. What is the most memorable dream that you have? Or maybe, you know, what is the most memorable dreams uh, that you have? So Amanda, we'll pass it over to you and uh, we'll, we'll continue to dive deeper down this rabbit hole together. So Amanda, let me just pull up your microphone. Talking stick is in your hands. And when you're ready, go right ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. So it was weird when I was, um, God, how old was I? I was probably like 16 years old. Um, I had a, no, maybe I was like 17. I don't know. Anyways, I was young and I had a dream about my future daughter and I even drew a picture of her of like 
a baby and was like, afterwards, I was so affected for so long by that. I was just like, wow, I'm going to have a girl someday. And it wasn't even with the person I was with at that time. And like, it was just, it was, you know, it's kind of crazy. And I remember, I think she was singing to me or I was singing to her and it was just like one of those things that stuck with me enough to where I was like, I have to draw a picture of this. I have to like put this down on paper. And so I had it hanging up in her nursery when she was born. I hung up the picture that I drew of her. And I think there was like some song lyrics that went along with the dream that I put into the picture. And <clears throat> who knows where that is now? I may still have it. But um yeah, that was interesting. And then the other thing was, um, I never thought that I was going to have another child. And I had dreams about having another daughter. And I would talk to her, I would, it sounds bizarre, but I would be just like driving down the road and I'd be talking to my unborn child. And I was like, I know you're going to be born someday. Like, I don't know when just you know, it's going to happen. And, you know, when it's right, it's right and stuff like that. And to be honest, though, the weird thing is about that is that I never fully believed that I would be able to have another child. It was, um, what, seven, no, 15 years between my daughters. So it's, you know, pretty bizarre, but I knew that, you know, she was meant to be and then the other thing I wanted to talk about is um, you were talking about manifesting and, you know, I don't know, like there's a lot to that. I feel like we do work through a lot in our dreams and manifestations. Oh my gosh. Like I've had dreams about future places that I was going to live and stuff. And that's a big thing that I've talked to people about. Like even my husband, now we talk about, we're looking at real estate right now. And I'm like, I'm still waiting to have a dream about this place because I don't know. It's just, you know, once I have a dream about it, I know it's going to happen. And so that's, kind of a thing for me too, even relationships or, you know, home, future homes that I've never even seen the inside of, I'll have dreams about it. And then it, and I end up living there. So anyways, that's cool. Um, and I wanted to real quick tell you guys about, uh, one of the coolest dreams I had was like a lucid dream. It was New Year's, I think three years ago. And I decided to meditate like it, it was New Year's morning and everybody was asleep, passed out. And I'm laying in bed uh, meditating <laughs> and I got my spirit guide to come to me. And he came in the form of a bee, like a honeybee which sounded bizarre even to me. But then later on when I was explaining it to one of my friends, I realized like he did that for purposes of like me being able to understand him because he's from the sixth or whatever dimension six. I think he's from the sixth dimension or whatever. And so in order for me to understand, you know, his physical makeup, he, uh, presented himself to me as a bee. And 
he even used that as a way of like saying, so here's the thing, guys. He was, the, the message from him was, hey, we need to think in terms of like the bees, how bees function and like you have a lot to learn from bees. Um, they have this whole kind of lifestyle and just uh what's the word um like society of bee you know the society of bees anyways there's a lot to learn from them and he was like so be like the bees yeah hive mind kind of thing like he he was like tap into that whole like oneness hive mind thing and you know I feel like there's so much that we can learn from that and that was what he brought to me I and there was a lot else that he said but I you know, we'll get into that later when we talk about those kind of things. But anyways, that was my, that's my offering <laughs> about that. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda, for sharing. And um, thank you for, I guess, uh, is are you like kind of outside right now? I just like the ambience of like the noise in the background. Can you hear them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can hear the crickets. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're in, this is like one of those wedding tents. Um, mm. This is where I live. We live in an Airstream and uh, we have this outdoor tent kind of thing that we use for dining and just hanging out. We've got awesome. the baby's toys in here. It's yeah, it's like our living room. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a good place for some uh, good dream time, so. Totally. We have hammocks too. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you again, Amanda. And uh, yeah, I look forward to maybe hearing a bit more about um, messages from the entities from the seventh dimension and beyond or something. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Um, so Next time. yes, yes, yes. We'll plant the seed. Cool. So uh, again, just thank you everyone for being a part of this. And if there are specific topics that you want to hear discussed, uh, please leave those comments in the live chat. And so I'll just take a moment here just to kind of um, hit upon a couple things. And then uh, Jesse, Byron, if you guys want to say anything, just put your thumbs up and uh, we'll pass the talk and stick over to you. And um, was that a Byron, you do want to say something after? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Um, you know, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to practice communicating a theory that I have. And it's one that I've talked about in previous dream classes. But again, uh, it changes every time I try communicating it, so to speak. And so you guys tell me whether or not this resonates with you. It's basically the idea of, again, asking the question of like, why do we dream? And so dreams are really important because for me they kind of like again begin to reveal this possibility and this idea that like this reality is an extension of the dream space it's an extension of the place the, or this is the way how i explain it that dreams are are closer are how do i usually say it um yeah, like the dream space is is very much like closer to the place in which we come from before we are born and we go to after we die. And so literally, like, if you think about that from that perspective, it's this idea that the physical reality that we are experiencing right now from a linear perspective, quote unquote, linear perspective came second. What came first was the idea that like the reality was experienced primarily within the dream space but again it wasn't even called the dream space 
space at that point because it just was all there is. And what it is as a dream space is just like a, a plane of existence that's not as dense. And this can be observed. And so when it's not as dense, that means that objects can pass through things. Thoughts can manifest at a much more rapid rate. You can think of things and teleport places. These are experiences that can be like had by people when they are in lucid dream states. And even when they're not in lucid dream states, it can still occur. And so if we're looking at things from the idea that, you know, if consciousness was like, okay, let's play a different game here, you know, and this is almost getting into the Alan Watts territory, because he talks about this too. And there's no coincidence that he talks about this. And I'd be talking about it, even if he didn't talk about it, because again, it's just like an internal truth uh, that that resonates with me. But again, you know, it's this idea that reality was like, okay, we can experience all these magical things within this infinite state. Let's make a different story where things are a little bit more of a commitment where we're going to live a different story and we're going to create this density that is going to be something that we're going to have to invest ourselves in through time. And so this is kind of like where the physical reality came from. And so like over time, you know, like the soul chooses to be within this physical incarnation. And yet why we dream is that so every single night we have the opportunity to reconnect to the place where we are actually from quote unquote from so to speak and so it's this idea of thinking about the fact that you know we are fifth dimensional beings experiencing a three-dimensional reality and why we dream is to be able to return to that fifth dimensional state and also to be able to bridge uh, our, our identities uh, as a fifth dimensional being with our, our our identity as a three-dimensional being because essentially you know like that is kind of if you're talking about ideas of ascension and things like that I feel that that's kind of the big kicker that's like a, kind of the big goal it's not so much this idea of ascending to another plane and leaving this third dimension but it's anchoring in the 5d awareness the 5d consciousness into the 3d reality and if you're kind of like you know just this is kind of a side note but it's like what is 4d uh 40 can almost be thought of as kind of where a lot of people are exist a, a lot a, a lot of people as in people like you and i so to speak and not segregating but just kind of those who have invested their efforts towards researching and experiencing these 40 can sort of be thought of as like the bridge people who are kind of in this state where like they are kind of opening up to 50 consciousness they're still in the 3d experience but they're aware of it so like 40 is kind of like this bridge between the two kind of thing if we are trying to use that label at all but again i think dreams exist for the purpose for us as 50 consciousness to be able to integrate uh that knowledge into our 3d experiences and almost like every night when we dream it's like we're going back to that that spiritual plane that a higher dimensional plane if you want to call it that almost to like recharge almost to like recharge our spirit and while we're there like let's say it is recharging but while we're there we're literally be, being able to experience lessons receive information communicate with other parts of ourselves communicate with loved ones for the purpose of being able to accelerate the rate at which consciousness can evolve and so like you start thinking about it this way it's like oh, okay this is starting to make sense like now dreams are actually becoming logical as to why they are here and when you think about it it's this idea that 
if you were the universe creating itself, why would you only want to be able to learn when you're awake as like a, you know, a 3D being? It would make sense that you would want to be able to use as much of your time learning, as much of your time as a student of the cosmos. And so when we dream each night, it's an opportunity for us to be able to learn for us to be able to experience and grow. And so this is where for me, you know, you ask this question of like, are dreams real? My simple answer to that is the idea that if you can learn from something, that makes it real. If you can go through an experience and it affects you through that experience and you can grow, that you can learn something, that you can expand, that makes it real. So if it has an effect on you, it's real in that sense. And so like from that idea, you know, it's just being able to understand that each night we have the opportunity to show up intentionally as students of the cosmos to be able to learn, to be able to evolve ourselves, to be able to integrate our 5D consciousness and to be able to show up with like more of who we are. And so like, that's like a really, really beautiful thing because again, you know, it's, it's, it's opening us up to this bigger picture of who we are. It, like, yes, like, like it's crazy, right? Cause it's sometimes hard to comprehend. It's like, okay, like you are you in this timeline, but you're more than that. You know, who you are right now is just a fractal of who you really are. And when you're in that dream space, you can begin to explore that fractal. You can begin to explore those other parts of yourselves, past lives, future lives. And again, even the concept of like future lives is trippy, right? So again, within these higher dimensional planes, time as we know it is perceived differently. And that's why information can kind of like move through us differently. And yet even right here, again, you know, right here, all of these dimensional planes, like they're not separate. They're all kind of like in the same space. They're all kind of overlapping. They're all a part of like the same ocean, just at different frequencies. And so again, you know, like even within this dimension right here and right now, we are still receiving information from the future. And we receive this through our intuition, through our chakras, if you think about it that way, through our visions. And in the same way, we are projecting information into the future through our intentions, through our prayers, through our quote unquote dreams in that sense. And so there's another part of this and I'll just pass the talking stick around in a second. Uh, and, and again, if Byron or Robert or Jesse, if you guys want to say anything, please feel free. And again, even shout out to those of you in the comments as well. Um, but, it, you know, it gets into this idea of like, not even just thinking of dreams as just like a side effect of the brain, but something that is there with intention as part of the, the soul experience. And then it can get a little bit crazier because you can almost start to think of dreams as almost like kind of like something similar to an advanced form of spiritual technology. And that's like just one way to be able to explain it. And so you can almost imagine that there are other entities other degrees of intelligence call them our guides if you want because in some ways that's part of it who are almost observing us on this 3d plane and when we go into the dream space that's their opportunity to be able to interact with us they can interact with us during the day don't get me wrong you know through synchronicities and again through like omens and messages and things like that um and like you know thoughts within our head and stuff but like within the dream space that is a common space it's not just something within our head it's literally us kind of like going into that other dimensional space and while we are there these 
guides or these entities, uh, sometimes even malevolent, and this is a whole conversation itself, can engage with us, can like literally almost like log into our dream space and can interact with it. And again, this is where I was saying, like, is there a part of us that is like up on a hyperdimensional computer somewhere who is like programming our dreams, who is like sending a script, almost like a computer script or a movie script into our dreams they're like uploading it into our dreams and like all right tonight we're gonna like do the one where they like you know go flying through the waterfall and find atlantis or something like that right you know so it's really um again you know these these are just thoughts and i put these out there to just encourage you to keep thinking for yourself to keep you know connecting the dots in a way that makes sense for you while at the same time inviting and encouraging you to understand that as we invest our focus towards our dreams we are doing so in an almost altruistic way to be able to, you know, anchor in that 50 consciousness through our experience, through the integration of it into who we are, and then being able to share that with others, because it is within everyone's birthright, it is our divine birthright to be able to be aware of what we are. To thine own elf be true. That's, I, that should be a bumper sticker or something. <laughs> Obviously, it's like to thine own, you know, to thine own self be true or know thyself. But, you know, it's like know thy elf Um, anyways. But then again, you know, there's this whole other story of like, you know, like our dragons and elves are like, do they still exist within the dream space and things like that? Uh, Let's talk about it. Uh, I just want to pass the talking stick around and thank you for listening. Um, Byron, did you want to say something next? Okay, Byron, I'm going to pass the talking stick over to you. And if you guys are in the live chat, drop an 1111 if that resonates with you. Again, I want to know your theories. These are just ideas. Let's have some fun. Byron, bring the microphone up on your end. When you're ready, do go right ahead. Yeah, uh, I, I need feedback because I got a few things I can talk about. But this is going along with what you're kind of talking about, dimensional things. I can talk about it like Carl Sagan has a good YouTube video on it from the, like, if you type in fourth dimension, Carl Sagan, you'll probably find a good YouTube video on it. Probably better explaining it than I can, but of, uh, of what it is to experience the first dimension, what it is to experience the second dimension, what it is to experience the third and fourth and so on. But, um, would you like me to go on about that or just go on about, uh, my personal dreams or, do you, I mean if the if the fifth if the dimension stuff if you feel it ties in specifically with dream okay. stuff? You know, I think I think it could tie in. I think it's good to know. It's like a tool okay. that you could use later by knowing it. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. All so right. I'll go anchor into us into that. Yeah, go ahead, dude. That's fine. And so keep, keep, keep in mind that some people will just be hearing the audio of this if you're showing visuals. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the pictures as I go along or whatever I got. First okay, dimension cool. you can think of as just like a line, right? And it either exists or doesn't exist. And to see like to exist as the first dimension, you would either see like a tunnel of light or a tunnel of darkness or a gray in between. And that's all you'd experience. And if you think about it in an evolutionary standpoint, that's kind of what we saw when our eyes first evolved, right? Now, second dimension, you get like squares and circles or triangles, you know, just the, you know, and then there's trapezoids and rhombuses and whatever else you want to go into. But um, to exist in the second dimension, you would be, it would be like looking at an ocean from far away and then seeing freighters or boats you know, so you can see lines. You don't, you no longer see just existence or non-existence. You can still see that. But on top of that, you can see lines where there'd be a line here, space, line here, space, however long they may be. 
the third dimension is what we experience with our eyes and 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 Doppler wise with our ears and whatever else. But um, you can think of a cube, a cylinder, a sphere, and then everything else. But it's we actually see it as flat. It's the shadows from light that actually um, it takes time to learn our spatial recognition. There's actually I don't know like. I was going to be a teacher at one point, and I remember they're talking about um, there's like multiple levels of intelligence, and one of them is just spatial recognition. And those that are good at spatial recognition are often good artists or good dancers because they know how to do flips and things like that. All right, but anyways, the last one that we're talking about is this like God thing that we're kind of getting into, like this dream thing, and like uh, you, oh, so is that someone's phone's ringing or something? Oh, I gotta clean this up. Sorry. You gotta go. That's okay. Nope, I'm good. You're good? Um, oh, okay, got it. Yeah, okay, go ahead, continue. The fourth dimension, if you look up the word tesseract, and I think you spell it T-E-S-S-E-R-A-C-T. Correct. Um, it's like this, it's does, it doesn't stand still. It's a constantly growing and imploding uh, cube is how they, the next, that's just a shadow of what it would be. And the reason why we can't see it is because if every dimension that I mentioned needs to have a new right angle to exist. And with our level of, in our realm of physics, we cannot reach that right angle. Like, I'm not saying we can't, I'm saying that maybe we can't do our dreams with that, but we can't, we can't do it. Like, I can't, I can't, if I could get through, let me explain it like this. What they see is like an MRI. So like um, MRIs are like, they scan your brain or they scan your body and they can see through you at layers. So if I were to see the fourth dimension, I wouldn't, it depends on how far away I am or how close I am, but I could, I wouldn't see just my eyes. I'd see my eyeball, my brain and everything else in it, behind it. Because we're third dimensional beings seeing in a two dimensional surface, basically is all we're ever seeing. We can imagine what this is like, but we can't get there unless it's through dreams or whatever. And that's all I want to talk about for dimensions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and Byron, I think you hit upon some key notes there because, um, you know, within, within dreams, uh, you're right. Like there is a possibility of us kind of like seeing through other dimensional states. We can see things, we can see right. things differently. Um, I, I remember like in a dream that I had, like not, not too, too long ago where, <clears throat> and I've talked about this before. Yeah, where where like you sometimes you can experience like psychedelics within a dream and things like that, and then like sometimes like that will change the vision within your dream. Um, but yeah, no, it's fascinating, and and uh, yeah, I think it's it's really really interesting just to be able to think about dimensions in general as like a, an exercise for the mind. So thank you, yeah. Byron, for for sharing. And is there anything else you want to share at the moment? And. Uh if the talking stick wants to be passed around, I've been talking for a while, but I have no other problem. things I can talk about. Uh, pretty interesting stuff, but yes, um, it's whenever, but uh, it's whenever it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. I just wanted to be able to check in with Jesse. Cause I know um, Jesse, do you have to, do you have to head out soon? Just give me a thumbs up if you have to head out soon. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to share something before you head out? If you would like to, and I'll just, uh, yeah, go, go ahead. I'll, I'll pull the microphone up on your end. Uh, Jesse, go, go ahead, man. You can, talking sticks in your hand so okay all right um then i'll just share my two ideas or two experiences of um dream state uh so the first one which i was going to mention was the sleep paralysis 
that happened to me a while back, and this is just interesting for anybody to hear. And while I was sleeping, I had this lady touch my cheek, and she said something to me that was pretty personal. I don't think I want to say what she said, so I'll just leave that out of the story. And after she touched my sleep, uh, my cheek like this, like with her hand, I woke up, and there she was standing in my room, like in a white dress. And I, like I was just like, oh. <laughs> and then I started like squinting and looking. I'm like, I thought it was my mom. Like I'm like, mom, what are you doing standing in the middle of my room? And then she just slowly disappeared. And then after after that, I'm just left shocked about the whole experience. Not kind of kind of wanted to turn the lights on and <laughs> having trouble to fall falling back asleep again. Uh, so that's just really cool. Um, it doesn't happen as much anymore. And and it's happened before. Like other times were even scarier. Like um, because they weren't ladies in white. There's like there's some man in a hat or something. I'm like. What the Anyways, I'll go back to um, speaking about my father, which is also a really good topic because I just had a dream about him last night. He's been um, visiting my, he's been in my dreams more often now. Like he passed, he passed away five years ago. So um, I think it's happening more now. Anyways, um, just going back to that topic. Uh, so this is a big one because I think family members is a huge topic um, in dreams. Uh, like family members are really important. Like they're kind of like the least, like we'd rather hang out with our friends. Right. But um, I've noticed that my relationship isn't really good with my family. Um, well, it could be better. You know, I kind of ran away from them, but uh, yeah, my dad, um, he passed away like five years ago. Like I said already, um, he he didn't have a really good death because he did commit suicide. And I sort of accepted everything that happened because his body was so damaged by drugs that it was like his only way out, kind of. So so when I see him in, the, in my dreams now, I'm always so perplexed at the fact that he's there. And and I'm like. In, the, in that state, I'm like, okay, he's alive. Like, it's a total realization that he's alive. But I'm also kind of, like, trying to figure out what is my responsibility now of knowing that he's alive. And it, it's really hard for me to, like, interact with him because in the dreams because he is, like, kind of all over the place. <laughs> and um, I'm always... I always feel like I'm not doing the best I can. You know, I could be a better person to make up for the life he had. And, and I guess he's also feeling bad for the life that he inflicted on us. Right. So, um, I feel like if, if I really like figure all this out, I think I will evolve in my physical life a lot because if I kind of put this to the side, like I did before, I was just like, okay, he died. I got to move on with my life. You know, life goes on. Then things in my subconscious are going to keep bothering me in, in unknown ways. So um, I just had dreams about him recently. And 
one time when I woke up, I'm like, okay, you know, he was definitely there. I had that experience in my dream where I'm like, wait, you're alive. How is this possible? Kind of thing. And, but uh, when I woke up from the dream, I was going to go on and do my business. Um, I work on a farm, so I spend most of the day outside. And as soon as like I'm getting to start working, the thought of him comes up. And I felt literally like he was on the farmland with me <laughs> after that dream just recently. Like I was working and after like the thought of him would come up again. And I really think this is a good progress. I think like I'm evolving through this. But, you know, I think that's my main, um, you know, like push to actually having control of who I am and what my dreams are going to be made of. I mean, I've had, I've also had really good dreams, like where I've done fun stuff and I guess one time I almost flew and stuff <laughs> and, and, and things, but this is, this to me is like the most important thing. And then that's, that's what I want to stress too, is that family is so important because I didn't like, I didn't have a really good relationship with my brother either. And I dreamt about him last night and we're always like jealous about each other in our dreams. And, and I think we were arguing about who has a bigger, <laughs> a bigger, you know what? <laughs> it was so dumb. <laughs> But um, yeah, just family. That's that's kind of the topic I want to bring up is family members and the ones that are closest to you, because they'll usually be the ones that like will create the most emotion in your dream. At least that's what I find. But um, there's you know there's also room for other dreams to happen. Like like I said, there's dreams where I have fun, and there's also dreams where I meet girls and. And you know, fall in love and stuff, but um, the father one seems to be what I have to work on the most or better myself because he wants to he wants to see me be a better person. He doesn't want to see what he's done in his life affect me negatively for the rest of my life. And I know that it does in ways that I'm not even aware of. So um, that's that's what I want to share. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Jesse. That's very powerful. And uh, yeah, really just honoring the fact that that's like something very personal for, for you to share. So really genuinely thank you for sharing. So yeah. No problem. And uh, yeah, no, like absolutely. I, I think I think what you're talking about there, again, is a very relatable topic, right? Because it, it really kind of opens up this, uh, this question and this concept of just kind of like, the role that a soul has outside of just the physical existence and, and thinking about the idea that it can still be a part we, that a, a person who has, who has passed on can still be a part of a physical person's life. And when they come in through our dreams, uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And, and you're right. It's always something to be able to uh, observe. And, and those dreams always do oftentimes stand out to us. And, you know, whether we're, we're just like seeing them purely just in a state of gratitude or, or whether we're seeing them as something that's like driving our own narrative forward, I think it, it's always important to just be able to take note of them and um, yeah, just really be able to be present with it. But yeah, that's really amazing. So Jesse, um, do you have to head out pretty soon? If you're, you're saying that you might. Yeah, I to... should. 
Okay. Just to be. Uh, all right. Well, I was just going to invite you uh, yeah. if there if you are literally just heading out in this moment, uh, if you just want to say goodnight to people and, and anything else that you just might want to share before 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 you have to go. Yeah, this is like my second time. Well, I've been on a few broadcasts, so I just appreciate having something to do on a Thursday night. It's a lot of <laughs> a lot of socializing that I normally wouldn't do on a Thursday night. So awesome. thanks. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here, man. Appreciate it. Cool. Awesome. Sweet. And um, yeah, you know, just kind of uh, just inviting people in the live chat and things like that. If you guys just have any, any experiences that you've had, you know, with family members who have passed on. And and again, you know, I think that's, uh, it's something that I feel like we're all bound to experience in in some form or another. Um, And even the idea, and I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, but you know, even the idea of like, literally like our ancestors, coming through in our dreams like not even just like our grandparents but like maybe someone even beyond that who might be able to come into our dreams and so like this kind of opens up into the idea of like what is possible within our dreams and 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 i want to be able to actually pass the talking stick over to robert because i feel uh he would be able to add into this quite nicely uh you know just for the people listening to this i think it's important to be able to think about why would i want to be able to get interested in dreams and sometimes it's like okay let's sell them on the idea here's a list of amazing things that you can do within your dreams you know and again it's like you can you can go see inside the pyramids of egypt you can go visit the andromeda nebula you can ride a dragon you could you know like have a conversation with people who have passed on uh things like that and um also i just want to be able to get into a little bit of the discussion about what is lucid dreaming and also tying in uh you know specific practical tips for for people just to be able to develop their their dream practices but uh robert if that's cool with you i want to be able to pass the talking stick over to you and uh, you know be it from your own experience and your own research uh you, you just share with the audience uh almost as a you know as a teacher witness sense what are some of the things that are possible within within the dream space so to speak and um yeah wherever that wherever that calls you to so robert does that is that cool with you do you feel like you got something to share there absolutely cool let's do it awesome go go for it man all right so what can you do in the dream state that really comes down to the individual and what your mind believes is possible because anything it's possible. Time travel, visiting other planets, going under the ocean, seeing just anything and being anything is possible. I mean, I've been <laughs> I've been a werewolf in a dream before. That's a very unusual experience. I've been I've been an angel before in a dream to the point to where <laughs> I was I was battling bad guys. And uh and rather than destroy them, I uh <laughs> I sent them up into the sky and with a lightning bolt and just weird, weird things. I've, I've battled alien ships. <laughs> I've walked through walls. I've picked things up in my mind. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> I even had a dream to where, uh, I could pull the clouds at me from the sky. And it was, it was funny because people outside were like, Oh, Robert, stop it. Like I was playing a prank on them. They were all standing outside on the balcony and I pulled this big cloud and it just comes and engulfs them. And it was just kind of a funny thing. Um, you mentioned something a little while ago. You made a comment that <coughs> could potentially dreams be advanced technology. I think it could be. And I think that really comes down to how much 
respect you give your dreams. You see, I found this whole broadcast and most of you through the 11-11 movement. Now, we've been seeing our clocks, we've been seeing times our entire life, but those numbers didn't become magical until you started giving them the respect that they they need. And even though we're still learning what they may represent, the more you focus on it, the more you give it the respect, the more you give it the open-mindedness, the more it gives back to you, the more it comes to you. And I think that also applies to dreams. Um, when you wake up from a dream, if you just dismiss it as just, you know, it's just a dream, then your, your encounters with them are going to be, I don't know, it's just going to be random. That's the best way I can say it. It's just going to be random events. But when you look at each dream, even the ones you don't understand, even the ones that could potentially be nightmares, and you take a step back and try to pick, pick them apart and look at what's going on in your life, you could probably find messages. I'll give, you, I'll give you a little brief example. I had a dream two nights ago. I was actually extremely frustrated. I even made a post, a big post, uh, kind of talking about my frustrations to, openly to everybody about things just not, the spirituality just not coming to life quick enough for me. And then I went to sleep and dreams are, to me, dreams is what communicates, I don't know, the universe, God to me. So when I say God, I don't expect it to be in a form necessarily of vocal. I, I usually anticipate it to be in a form of a dream. And I had what you would consider a nightmare. I had a dream that this uh, this bad demon was flying around and he was going to kill me. And the only way to really stop him was to play music. <laughs> and it answered my question. I woke up. It was like, play music or die trying. Just do it. Just go and do that rather than look at it as a nightmare. Well, I took that in and I allowed it. And it just, it soothed me. But with that being said... I received a message the very next day from a um, from a friend of mine that works on the originals and Vampire Diaries, and they're producing a new show called Cyphers Bayou. And uh, we worked together before playing music at the convention, just doing just random songs, nothing big. But now that dream happened, and the next thing you know, I'm being invited to produce music for this next television show that's going to be replacing the originals and the Vampire Diaries. And it's just like it lines up. It lines up. Um, you also asked, uh, it goes back probably about 30 minutes ago, you asked, what's the most memorial dream that we've ever had? I wanted to mention one. This dream was so special to me that I even titled it. I called it God's Roller Coaster. I don't have any other dreams where I've ever given them a title. And this dream started with me being in this big field at a basically a, a bus stop bench. But there was no bus stop. It was just a bench out in the middle of nowhere. And there was two other people there. I don't know who they were. They really had no important part to play in this. But I looked at one of them, and they were looking at a specific spot in the cloud. Now, this was taking place during the day in the dream. And he was looking at a specific spot in the cloud, and his eyes turned really blue. And uh, it's basically this person just went on a trip within their mind. And so I looked up at the exact same spot. Now, I have blue eyes. But the best way to describe these blue eyes would be for anyone who's ever watched Game of Thrones and have seen the uh, the White Walker kings how dark blue their eyes were how glowing that was well this happened to my eyes too by looking at this one spot in the sky and the 
and the best way I could describe it is I felt God's presence. And my body started rotating backwards. Keep in mind, I'm sitting on a bench. My body started rotating backwards like I'm falling back. But it wasn't in a one quick falling motion. It was like something was, it was like being on a roller coaster and the ride starts tilting you backwards. And I did a complete 360 spin. And when it, the spin finished, I was in the clouds. <laughs> I mean, my half my head was in the clouds and the other half was outside of it. And I said, oh man, I need to get down from here. This is pretty high up. And uh, the next thing you know, usually when I have dreams of flying, I have control of that, but I had no control of this. I was being guided kind of like a roller coaster. I was flying from the clouds down to earth and I was flying over terrain, valleys, trees, just, it was the most beautiful, peaceful thing ever. And there was not a single human, not a single building in sight. And um, I was able to land after a few minutes of experience this and I was able to get back on the ride three more times. So that's why I call it um, God's roller coaster. And a lot of my family members are very religious and they don't believe in any of this um, spirituality and that it causes a lot of conflict. And one that's really caused the most conflict is with my brother to the point we grew up really close and uh, we've had to pretty much block each other just because it's just, it's that hostile. And in this dream, um, he kind of sat down and I, and I had him kind of sit in the same spot I did. I kind of had him do everything I did. And, he, you know, he had the sarcastic thing, like, this ain't going to work, this ain't going to work. And he sat down, and he looked up at the sky, same spot, the same thing, and his eyes turned blue. And for me, looking at him, all I can see is his eyes turn blue. I don't see him doing the 360 spin and flying through it. But a couple of minutes later, he snapped out of it, and he had these tears in his, in his eyes, and he looked at me and said, you're right. And that was very special for me. And I, I you know, I woke up, and I was... I told everyone about that dream. I titled the dream. And then I just started hoping that later on my brother finds that peace that he experienced within that dream. And so, yeah, I mean, uh, it's just, it's a lot of awesome experiences. And I believe the more we allow the dreams to have power, the more that we're going to get back from them. But um, do you have any questions you want to ask me? Uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing first off. And um, yeah, absolutely. I, I did want to be able to, uh, again, you know, like for the audience's sake, bring this back to practical tips and, and techniques that they can use to, to integrate and take with them from this broadcast. Again, you know, be it for people who may be entirely new to this topic and people who may be already advanced and something that maybe they haven't even thought of because... I think when it comes to your dream practice, it's good to be creative. And, and that comes in terms of, you know, like being able to do particular reality checks that work for you, being able to be aware of like, you know, even different like alarm clock methods and sleep patterns and things like that. But yeah, Robert, like for you, uh, you know, even from, from your own personal practice, uh, what are some things that have worked for you that you would be able to pass on to some of the listeners? One thing that works for me consistently, and when I read other people's journey, it kind of seems to be a natural thing a lot of people have. If you're staying in a very humid environment, you can have dreams, but to be able to have a lucid dream may become a little bit more difficult. My best advice, if you want to try to create this for yourself, I don't necessarily think going to sleep at any specific time or waking up and going back to sleep is necessarily going to play a big factor. I think it's all kind of luck-based in the end. 
But I do find that when I sleep, when it's really cold, make it extremely cold, something about breathing in cold air, but having enough blankets to stay extremely warm, but just being able to breathe in that cold air in the middle of the night, for some reason that just sets it off almost every single time for me. And it's just that simple. I have a very cold room, but have a lot of blankets to make sure you're comfortable during that. And I have a lucid dream almost every single time I put myself in that condition. But that's ultimately the only, you know, I, when I go to bed, I don't necessarily go to bed with the intention all the time with the intention of um, I'm going to have a lucid dream. I kind of, I go to bed sometimes asking for them, but most of the time I go to bed waiting to see the adventure that I'm about to have. I, I, I try not to tell myself it's going to be this or that. I, I want to have this or that because you never know. You know, I would never in my mind have ever created this idea of God's roller coaster in my head. It's just kind of happened. So. Yeah, I don't always lay down and and think, you know, I want to dream about making money. I want to dream about this. I I usually allow it to take control over me. And I I try to experience that because I feel like (laughs) I'm talking like it's another being or something. But that's kind of how it feels to me. I I, kind of treat it like it's a take control of me. Show me what I need to be. And if it's a nightmare, what can I learn from it? If it's this, what can I do from it rather than trying to control it? But but uh, yeah, going back to just having a very cold room, I think, is a start. Try that. And uh, and uh, I think that's that's pretty much all I have for that, honestly. Uh, yeah, I, I've definitely heard that. The the idea of like having a cold space being being a way to be able to like in like, yeah, affect dream recall and, and dream experiences. Um, how about like dream journal for, for you? Like when you wake up in the morning, what do you usually do to be able to like, you know, record your dreams and practice your recall? You know, this is this is going to sound like an ego kind of trip here. I think if you wake up and you have a hard time remembering your dreams, a journal's is fine. I've never on a journal. Um, for me, I just, I, I have the worst memory when it comes to a lot of normal things, but when it comes to dreams, I don't know, just something about it. It sticks with me. I, like my, ent- my entire, I wake up and my entire day consists of me generally thinking about that dream that I had. So it, it, I don't necessarily have to write it down because I'm just consistently thinking about it. But pushing me aside i do think waking up and start writing it out is the best thing to do because especially if we're getting into this because not only are you going to discover things you're going to be able to look at it and you're you're not always going to be able to remember a dream that you had today versus a month from now that same dream but if you start documenting it keep in mind i don't necessarily do this but i recommend it if you start documenting it You'll start seeing different events that you may not even notice um, over time. You may be able to look at it from a, mo- a month ago and say, oh, well, what I'm experiencing now relates to what happened a month ago or this this person. You know, if you find a, a partner that you, you love in the dream, you know, we always some of sometimes you have those partners where you, you find someone you love and you go to you wake up and you're like, oh, man, they're gone. Well, wake up and write as many details about that person that you can remember and go about your life. You'd be surprised that that person may walk right past you in the grocery store and you probably wouldn't even remember. But if you can write down the details, everything you can remember, that person may be, be uh, special to you. And uh, this isn't so much to do with the dreams, but to do with that. Don't ever be afraid to go out and talk to people. I, I'll, I'll give you an example. I, 
just messaged someone today and I generally don't go out of my way to message people. It's just kind of strange, but I messaged someone and I invited him to my Facebook and you know, I should be a stranger to this person. And so therefore it should just be a quick, hi, you know, thank you for adding me kind of thing. But this person is tuning in to this broadcast right now. It just, it went from a simple, I don't know this person to inviting them to the next thing. We're discussing this, we're discussing spirituality. Things don't happen by accident. And so you have these dreams of these people coming into your lives or this money coming into your lives. Document it and keep a mental note of it because it will come into your life if you believe it will come into your life. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely resonate with that idea of thinking about uh, how synchronicities take place both within the physical reality and in the dream space, you know, so if we're really anchoring into this very powerful idea, and it's one that I've talked about before within this community and in this broadcast, but you know, it's this idea of like, this is the perfect reality. And what I mean by that is like, you know, consider some sort of quantum flux of how things are happening right now. But out of all those possible equations, the one we're in right now is like the best one, the quote unquote best one for our soul growth. And therefore, everything that happens is happening as like a part of something that's already connected to the future in that sense. And so, yeah, it's really fascinating. You're right to be able to think about, uh, you know, being able to look at dreams as synchronicities as you know just like the the way how things connect uh you know beyond this present moment um but yeah definitely i think it's really important for people to be able to practice their dream recall in a way that works for them uh like anything else it's a muscle so if you you know if you don't use it you lose it kind of thing and sometimes that can happen for people where they'll go through their periods of time where they'll be really good at writing down their dreams and then life will take over and then they won't do it for a while and they'll kind of like they they kind of lose it but then it's something that you can gain back so the good news is is that you know for anybody listening to this it is something that can be developed especially for people who say like you know i don't dream uh fact of the matter is like everybody dreams it's just a matter of whether or not you recall it and and it's funny when you talk to people about dreams sometimes they'll say those be like oh i don't dream you know but again that's just kind of like this overview of like where we as a culture have kind of used our language to kind of like hide our dreams underneath a layer of like dirt and and you know so we kind of got to like move the dirt around and kind of like bring that up to the surface and that's what we do through these conversations uh in a lot of ways um but yeah i'd like to mention one more yeah, yeah, no, dude, totally, absolutely, and and we'll pass the talking stick around for a few more people, guys. I'm I'm okay going over the two hour, and then we'll get into the uh, well. Let's focus on like practical things, a few more stories if you guys want to share them, and then we'll get into the closing meditation, and then we'll wrap it up. But yeah, go go right ahead, Robert. That's cool. I just wanted to mention a dream that I had actually last night, and you remember I, I mentioned one of the very first things of being able to start studying the dream from within. You know that's. That started taking place about two years ago. And and the more you start having lucid dreams, like you just mentioned like a, a muscle and just kind of all came into my mind. You're right. The more you practice this, the stronger it becomes. Last night in my dream, it, it, and this isn't just last night. It, it's It's kind of been the past five lucid dreams, but we'll just talk specifically about last night. I had a dream that I was flying around. I knew it was a lucid dream. But I started finding people in the dream and I started talking to them like, hey, do you know, do you know, this is a dream to see what they would say. And um, 
then I would start trying to fly around, show off a little bit. Hey, can you do this? No, you can't. You know, just kind of, I don't know, showing off. Um, but it's it's very interesting because it went from just having the experience of a lucid dream, which is fun. And then it transformed into studying in the lucid dream. And then now, and I keep in mind, this has been going, I've had lucid dreams since a kid, but I haven't had super lucid dreams, not until probably around four or five years ago. In the past two years, they've developed so much. And I feel like they're consistently evolving somewhere. I don't know where, but they're evolving. And so for me now, it's like in my dream, I'm, I'm attempting to make contact with somebody. I'm a, like, I'm telling people, this is my name. Do you know who I am? Try to contact me when you wake up. And it's just interesting. Like it may not really tie in anything, but it's just the point that the more you do it, the more freedom you start having, the more thoughts you start having while you're there. And the more you start trying to, to do things that you might think you shouldn't be able to do, like uh, trying to get people to contact you when they wake up to see if they can remember what you just did. And that just continuously gets stronger and stronger and stronger the more you do it. That's just a unique thing I wanted to share. Totally. Yeah, definitely, man. And, and again, you know, like as much as we can talk about within this broadcast, there is a lot more to this discussion to be had. And, you know, I'm just like, even as you're saying things, I'm touched, just like ideas are kind of rolling through my head and uh, I'll, I'll hit upon a couple of them. We'll get into some more practical tips. I want to be able to, uh, a, a, a Amanda, Byron, if you guys have any practical tips that you guys want to share, please feel free. Um, and uh, Byron, I think you, you mentioned that you did have another story that you wanted to be able to share as well, if you still want to do that. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that's crossed my mind recently is this idea of um, we kind of talked about it earlier, but, you know, it's this idea of like other conscious entities being able to contact us through the dream space. And what I was thinking about recently, and this is not a new thought, but, you know, it's this idea of like aliens and 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 people are like waiting for aliens to contact us and for you know disclosure to happen and we're just kind of we're just you know we know they're out there and we're just like how is it happening when's it going to happen sort of thing i think that like realistically contact will happen through inner space it already is happening, but I think it will continue to develop more so through inner space. So again, this is kind of like where it's like, if you're looking for the evolution of consciousness, it's literally happening within. It's literally happening in our ability to navigate the inner world. And that's where I think dream practice goes hand in hand with like deeper states of meditation. Because again, you know, as you can begin to become like more present with your state in this waking life, then you can become more present with the state in the dream space. And then you can get more present with the state within like the meditative state, meditation states. But I think it's like super fascinating to even just open up to the discussion, uh, maybe a little bit here and maybe Robert has something to share on this. And I know other people in the chat have had their own experiences, but you know, literal experiences of people who have like had contact with quote unquote aliens within their dreams. And again, you know, like these aliens, what we think of as aliens could literally just be like higher dimensional beings. But then it gets into this idea of like, you know, maybe, maybe there are humanoids in the Andromeda galaxy who like observe us as we sleep sort of thing or they observe their they like they have that degree of perception to be able to integrate their consciousness into the space that we exist within when we're dreaming and then they can actually like make contact with us and so again you know 
there's many degrees in which we can approach dreams, but I think, uh, and this is kind of just, I'm hitting upon a couple topics at once here, but I think with dreams, you really have the opportunity to look at them as a sacred ceremony in which the universe has an opportunity to communicate to you through the language of symbols. And that's exactly how I describe tarot. That is exactly how we think of divination in that sense. And so, you know, again, it's kind of like being open to it while also kind of having the intention. And this is where Robert was talking about, you know, kind of show me what I need to see as you kind of go into the dream. But I think it's also interesting when you get into the idea of really being able to ask the universe something before going to sleep like if you're at that state think about that idea where if you're seeking guidance on something you can literally communicate that that to the universe as you go to sleep and you might be able to receive a degree of information about that you might be able to receive some sort of answer related to that or some sort of guidance related to that so you know dreams as a as a part of who we are, as a natural part of the human experience, gift us the ability to literally be able to help guide us by giving us foresight, by giving us premonition, premonition, that's what that Thunderbird was talking about, you know, within within this practice. And, And so like, think about how you can begin to use dreams as a practical thing. But I think like those abilities are something that, are there but they have to be worked towards they are something that we have to earn and we earn those through will and through discipline and through consistency and by like really approaching dreams with that degree of respect because if you're just like you know like whatever you know not in the sense of like you know there's a difference between show me what i need to see versus just like whatever you know if people are just like i don't care about dreams and they may not even be doing it consciously it may be a subconscious programming you know then the dreams are just going to be like okay here's another dream of like really just bizarre things or you at work again or something like that right but as you start approaching dreams and you start communicating with dreams and you literally start putting that with that intention then the universe acknowledges that and starts delivering more things to you as you start asking for them and as you begin to become ready for them so again there's like this subtle conversation that is happening between our souls and the universe and it is and that conversation is showing up like within our dreams like in a very very literal way so i mean again you know dreams are fascinating and again you know i know i just kind of hit upon that idea of like talking to aliens within dreams and stuff like that um but yeah you know i think i think there's definitely i think there's definitely something to that but you know are are we aliens i don't know man what do you think (laughs) what um (laughs) but anyways let's uh let's just pass the talking stick around i want to be able to uh amanda byron give me a thumbs up if you guys are have anything you want to share or let me just um, even check in uh even robert did you want to reply real quick to like the anything that i just said real quick before we pass it over to them and if so just unmute your microphone and if not then we'll pass it over to them and whatever's cool with you guys i know but okay we'll pass it over to oh, okay yeah Ro- robert go ahead r- real quick and then we'll pass it over to, to byron as, as well so you guys will make this super quick no problem i've had I've, I've had dreams of aliens but i do believe that those were dreams but in my mind though i i have this belief that sometimes aliens and spirits aren't very different i just look at them as extra dimensional beings yeah exactly and i have had dreams of these beings and they often show up invisible and my first instinct and this will be quick my first instinct is to think that they're a ghost and fear them and try to run away and it's a nightmare 
but there's been a few dreams where I've approached them, uh, overcome my fears and approached them and listened to them. And the fear that I had went away. And then this just overwhelming love came um, over me. But what was interesting, and this could be, I can come back to this later, is they all have something to share. I started asking them about life after death. Mm, is yeah. heaven or hell real? Different questions about this kind of stuff. And they all had very unique answers. And so I'll just leave it there. It's just basically the point is, is I do, I have had them. And if you can have the courage to talk to them, sometimes they're invisible. They will feed you information, very vital information. Um, the reason why it kind of, they come off scary is it's more of a, it's more of a test. Everything is a test. It doesn't necessarily have to be, but it generally comes off. If you're afraid of them, then you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to, you're going to run. They're going to go on. But if you can overcome that and speak to them, they will show you, they will guide you. So I'll leave it there. I'll let someone else on. That's good. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And I, and I definitely, I definitely agree with you on that point. And uh, again, you know, like we didn't get into it in this broadcast, but like even the concept of nightmares, I think the same, that same idea applies is that, you know, nightmares aren't there to torture us. They're there to teach us. And, and if we have like recurring nightmares and there was even a conversation um, just in the chat, if I can scroll up and find it real quick, uh, where, yeah, uh, Crystal Wolf, who had left comments earlier, said my first nightmare was my most memorable at age six because I learned to fight it back by summoning a hero that I favored. So again, you know, like anytime for anybody experiencing this, if you're like in a place in the future where you have nightmares or if you've had nightmares in the past, those are lessons. And oftentimes like they're teaching us of how to be able to like regain our sovereignty to regain control uh, in, in, in that sense. And um, yeah, there's a, you know, just a general idea and I'll pass it over to Byron uh, right after this is, you know, within dreams, dreams, I've said this before, you know, like dreams show us other parts of ourselves. And there's parts where like sometimes within dreams where we're almost observing ourselves follow through with actions, almost as if we're observing ourselves in a movie or something like that. And that can be a very powerful thing. And, and I'm just planting the seed to invite people to be able to think about, you know, how dreams can show us the good parts of ourselves and the bad parts of ourselves, the heroes and the villains. And obviously I use the term good and bad and like, you know, it's not like an absolute thing. Uh, but, you know, in that sense, we can see the parts of ourselves that may be like super fucking bad, sorry, my language, super badass and courageous. And we wake up in the morning, we're like, oh my God, like that's me. Like that's inside of me. That's a part of me. And then other times in dreams, we might see a, a dream where we like, you know, treat our friend like, like, you know, really badly or something like that. And then we might wake up and be like, whoa, you know, like that's also in me, but I want to be able to heal it. I want to be able to like resolve it. And I want to be able to like, you know, like do what I can to do the work uh, as well. So I I mean, you know, dreams will show us the beautiful sides of ourselves. They'll show us the messy sides of ourselves, but it's all growth, you know, especially if we are showing up as students from that perspective of being able to see it as lessons in that moment. Byron, let me pass the talking stick over to you and thank you for waiting patiently, dude. Go right ahead, Byron. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you just helped me out, I think, with my schizophrenia just by talking about nightmares. and. Uh... Oh, yeah. I, I realize now um, I haven't had a hallucination of my brother or dad yelling at me in a very long time. And it's because I've learned to not like I exiled my family for about a few months this year and it, it, it was hard, but I'm so slowly introducing them back into my life now. And 
And it's like, I've learned not to care what they think I should be doing with my life. You know what I'm saying? And because of that, I haven't heard the yelling in months. And I think it's been a fundamental core thing. I think dreams and nightmares help help anyone do that. Um, yeah, so I, I wanted to talk about either dreams of the future that I've had or uh, mystery card or DMT. So you tell me. Mystery card. Mystery I'll call card. That. Uh, okay, let's okay. go go with the mystery card, and if there's time, we can do the DMT. So, okay, so um, for DMT. Uh, I was manic earlier in June, pretty bad, and uh, I had a new experience that is described as synesthesia. And I looked up the definition. For those that don't know, it's a is a perceptual phenomenon in which stimulation of one or one sensory or cognitive pathway leads uh, automatic involuntary experiences to another sensory or cognitive pathway. So if you see the number three, you'll think of the color red or something. But for me, I could see sound. And it was very trippy. And it, and it ties in, I think, from DMT. It's just like a flashback in a way of it. Like it's an echo of it. And um, for me, violins, I had to look at a conversation I was having with friends because I haven't had the synesthesia since I've not been manic which is healthier for me, but, um, the, I had, uh, violins were gold string instruments range from lime green to gold red, like very bright. Uh, deep, deep bass shakes were dark green or slightly navy and trumpets were hot or high pitched brass were bright and white violet. And for, uh, DMT dimethyltryptamine, um, it's known as a spirit molecule also. I tried it only one time in my life, and it was like three years ago, and it only lasts for 10 or 15 minutes like it should have. I didn't break through like they said, but I have a lot of mem memory of it, and uh, I see light differently at odd angles now. Like it's like, the, it's like a prism, so I'll just put it like this. Ever since I've tried this stuff, I've drawn abstracts. You have to look at it, but they're, they're, uh, they're very odd abstracts that – um, people told me aborigines look like, and if I look directly into the light of, you know, you know, if I try to stare at the light, I imagine it looks like one of my mandalas. Like here's a paper plate mandala I drew with a permanent marker, you know, and that's what it feels like to me. And uh, and as side note, those paper plates are the heads of one of my, of some of my aliens in my kids' book. But um, the dream of the future I really wanted to talk about is uh you were talking about entities or, or, or is it rob i'm sorry uh yeah rob um you're talking about like invisible entities and i have that too i see them transparent or invisible and uh in my dreams and and it, it like it feels like they're asking me questions let me say, I wrote it down. The future's present will be what they they are explaining what the future's present will be and told told me that I cannot remember long term or waking up after I you know after I wake up I can't remember and like for that future present idea it's basically I'm I'm a search engine for them and I'm by a search engine where they're telling me a new, all like way advanced technology that exists and how I would react to it and they're asking for my poll on what I would do and 
Yeah, and I've had other dreams where I've, I've walked around and I look at pictures on the wall and they start moving. They start moving like the Harry Potter portraits and Hogsworth's or uh, like uh, Kanye West made a music video called Power and that's like a moving painting. And um, yeah, and it's so weird because it's come true now, basically. It's just a matter of how cheap monitors can be. But my wife takes pictures of our son and they're little uh, like animated GIFs or WebMs of him moving around for a few seconds and it's a it's on a loop and i i found that fascinating that it's coming true like it's just a matter of time we're not we're, you know and um yeah that's like uh deja vu reminds me of um of a forgotten dream it it feels like it feels like in deja vu that i've all of a sudden entered back in my dream when i've had it you know it, and that's that's I, I i don't know like i i know i have to tether myself when i'm in a dream i have to actually ask myself am i actually feeling something you know i look around the room i'll say is that something i'm imagining or is that something i'm actually seeing that's beyond my imagination at that point what's loading in this screen and that's about all i can share with dreams right now but uh, i'll take awesome. questions or go from there that's that's awesome byron thank you thank you so much for for sharing no i think that's i think that's fascinating um did anybody else uh robert or amanda did you guys want to comment on anything that byron said if you guys want to you're more than welcome i know uh, robert was just saying like that's awesome in in the chat as well but yeah yeah no i definitely definitely hear you man so cool cool all right uh robert did you want to say something to byron i was just gonna say something real quick because i know the, the lady's been waiting um when i grew up man like I, when i started seeing spirits and whatnot nobody in my family believed it and my family made me see doctors i had to see psychologists they asked me to write all this stuff down they took me to see religious leaders and everyone made me feel weird the judgment that i had on myself was this was a curse but the more that we evolve the more that these things make us unique. I don't mean better than anybody, but unique and different. And I'm glad that now in your life, you're starting to see these things happening. You're starting to see, and if you can be excited about that and you can be honored by that, then it's going to be an easier transition in the future. And the easier that becomes, the more powerful you are gonna be and these stories that you're having and these things coming out I don't think they're a curse. I don't think they're bad. They all, they are only that if you choose for them to be. I think what you're experiencing is unique and that's awesome. And I just, that's all. That's all I want to say. That's awesome. Thank you, Robert, for saying that. Uh, very well said. Uh, Byron, did you just want to reply to Robert? Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Was, uh, yeah, and um, I forgot what you said a key word there. I forgot what word it was, but... Um... I can't, I can't remember what I was going to go with it, man. I should have wrote it down. That's why I write down everything. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Right. Like, again, you know, like all, all of these, all of these parts of ourselves just make us who we are, you know, and, and, and again, and I think it's really important to be able to understand that, like Robert was saying, you know, it's only a curse if you see it as one. And, and to be able to like really like work with these gifts and and sometimes like that's what happens you know like we'll be given 
like a lot of people who are empaths and things like that they'll just be like it might take them a while to kind of like calibrate themselves uh but that is the learning experience and you know as multi-dimensional beings we're very complex and i think there's a there's a lot of excitement behind uh the mystery of of you know like where that potential leads so like in a good environment in you know with the support of community which is exactly what we're creating here i think it's very powerful to be able to to be able to encourage each other to keep developing these gifts to be able to continue these practices and to uh you know explore these further not just for ourselves but to be able to like show up into our communities uh and help you know help know that like if we're experiencing this then that means that there's going to be other people who are younger than us who are going to be experiencing this as well and they're going to need people who are going to like who, who they're, they're going to need people to help guide them you know they're going to need to be like teachers as they're going to need teachers as well so uh you know our experiences are not just our own and and what we are doing right now is helping the generations to come literally just by talking about this like that is incredibly important and sometimes we kind of like we kind of overlook how important it is, but literally just having these conversations, getting this into the lexicon of society is incredibly important because we need to be having these conversations uh, in, in more places, you know, for more people to be able to understand and relate to. Um, cool. All right. Well, we're going to pass. Uh, I want to be able to check in. Amanda, we haven't heard from you in a little bit. Um, I want to be able to invite you to be able to share anything you feel called to share, uh, as well as any, uh, you know, again, practical tips for, for people who, who are tuned into this. And uh, for people in the live chat, please feel free to leave any comments, feedback, uh, how, you, you know, just let us know, like what the what some of the conversations in this, how they resonate with you, your your interactions in the live chat is definitely acknowledged as well. So uh, Amanda, we'll pass over to you. And, and uh, just quick shout out, uh, we did have a, a new player who joined the game. So Nick, just a thumbs up to you, dude. Good to see you, dude. Awesome, man. Meow, meow. And uh, um, I did just want to remind everybody who's in this broadcast, if you guys haven't yet, please in the Google Hangouts chat and even for anybody in the live chat on YouTube, please feel free to leave your contact information, be it your Facebook profile or even if you have your own YouTube channel, uh, please drop those. And then, you know, people in here can can connect with you that way. Because, uh, Robert, I just wanted to make sure that, that we're uh, connected after the chat uh, as well. And um, so, Amanda, let me pass the talking stick over to you. And uh, again, at this point, just kind of inviting you to share what you feel called to share. Uh, really, again, from that place of almost like wisdom sharing for, for the, the people out there who, you know, maybe kind of like interested in, 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 in still learning about what this topic uh, is all about and how to incorporate it into their own experience of reality. So, Amanda, let me just pull up your microphone and passing the talking stick over to you and go right ahead thank you thanks um okay so gosh there's so many things that you guys have been talking about and my i'm like just trying to kind of <laughs> you know um process it all um okay so first of all as a wisdom speaker a share uh one of the things that i feel like we haven't really talked enough about is um when you're doing lucid dreaming and um astral projection uh one of the things that you can do is um visualize like a silver thread or they call it the, like the umbilical cord or whatever so basically you have like this cord or rope between your 
physical body and your non-physical astral body um, that keeps you anchored. And so um, that's, you know, something that's somewhat important. I guess I don't, I wouldn't say I've practiced that much because I did astral projection before I even knew what it was and like didn't, you know, practice safe astral projection, <laughs> if you will. Um, so that is one thing that if you are at all afraid, you can use that as a tool to anchor you to your physical body. So if you're afraid that you're just going to float off into um, the cosmos or whatever, you can use that silver thread or, I mean, so Donnie Darko, everyone's hopefully seen that movie because it's amazing. Um, there's like that kind of weird umbilical thread between you and your physical body. Um, okay. And so then the next thing I wanted to talk about, was a dream that I wasn't even planning on sharing, but I think it was Robert was talking about something or somebody was talking about something that totally reminded me of it. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to share this dream. So, um, I think it was when we were talking about the aliens, um, or how, you know, uh, aliens can come into our dreams and stuff like that. So I don't know if this was an alien. I don't know if it was a spirit guide, whatever, but I had a dream, let's see, four years ago, let's just say. And in the dream, I was at a party and I was just kind of like shuffling through the party. All the people were there, you know, just whatever's going on. It's kind of chaos and madness and I just remember at one point seeing a screen, like a computer screen on the wall. Maybe it was a TV screen. I don't know. But I remember just being like tapped into the TV screen and like looking at it. And everyone else was like doing party stuff. And they're like, why are you so focused on the screen when you could be partying with us? And I was like, well, I'm learning. I have to like this is my opportunity right now. This is in front of me. I have to focus on it. And then I remember going through like a weird tent tunnel kind of thing, like kind of like what I'm in right now. It's kind of <laughs> weird. But anyways, going through like a tent tunnel. And I remember my daughter, uh, Maya, she was in the tent. And I remember just being like, why is she at this party? It's kind of weird. Like people are doing all kinds of party things. Like this is not an environment for a child. Um, but regardless, uh, just like kind of recognizing that she was there and whoever like else was there, like my friends and stuff. And I just remember keep thinking like there's all these windows or these screens, like look in this tent that I'm in right now. Actually, it's kind of weird because I'm like feeling like I'm in that dream as I'm speaking it's weird. I'm sorry. Um, but there's like windows or there's like, you can focus on this screen at this one moment and it's teaching you something, whatever. Anyway. So the big takeaway from this dream was at the end of the dream, 
everybody had been doing like DMT and Molly and psychedelics all night long. They were all finally passed out. Everybody's asleep. And I'm like tiptoeing around all the sleeping bodies. And I go outside and I'm like, God, this is so weird. I'm why am I awake? Why am I the only one that's awake? And all these bodies, I mean, like they're all naked and stuff. Who knows what they've been doing all night? And I I just remember the sun is coming up and I look up on this weird crest. I know there's like a hot tub, there's a pool, it's you know, who knows? I'm like in a mansion or something. And on this crest. I look up and I see this like owl figure and it's like hooded owl figure and it takes off its hood and it shakes its feathers and it's just like all the feathers like fall off and it's like this human and it looks at me and it's just like this weird like interaction of just and I'm like looking around I'm the only one that sees this being and I'm like oh my God, like, this is like an owl person. Like, it was so cool. Anyways, um, it was one of those things where I just, like, have never forgotten it ever since. And it was like, everybody else was asleep and I'm, like, tiptoeing around them. And that's how I kind of feel in day-to-day life sometimes, you know, and I'm sure you guys can relate. Like sometimes you just feel like you're tiptoeing around these asleep people. And, you know, even though we're trying to awaken consciousness and whatnot, we still have to be, um, what's the word like, um, courteous or whatever like we have so we still have to fit into society in some way or another and that's still where I feel like I'm trying to figure out my place and that dream was just there's so many elements of that dream that I'm just like wow there's a lot to it you know and um I don't know if that creature was an alien, you know, there's movies I've seen since that talk about like the whole owl alien thing or whatever. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was a spirit guide. It was, it didn't even speak to me. All it did was like shake and like reveal itself to me. And I was like, what? (laughs) So yeah. Um, sorry. I just went off on a tangent. Let me think if there were, Oh, uh, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to talk about. Oh, and then in that dream as well. So the Akashic records apparently are available in dream in your dream state. And so that may be what I was trying to tap into. Like, I don't know when I was like looking at the screens and through windows and whatnot, I like to believe I was trying to learn some ancient wisdom. I was trying to learn the Akashic records and now that I know that that's what's available in dreams, I'm like, that's probably what I was doing. <laughs> so let's see. Is to share for people? Well, I haven't been very good about it lately, but I mean, there's definitely those tips of like um, dream journal, 
you know, keep a book by your bed, um, write down as soon as you possibly can, because that's the problem about doing psychedelics frequently. And in those dreams, you know, things just kind of like open up. And then I, I do know I was walking on a road recently by a lake and I was like, I totally dreamed this on psychedelics one time. Like it was a psychedelic dream. And in my sober life, I was walking down the street and was just like, this was that road in my dream where I was on psychedelics. It's weird, but yeah. And then also what I was going to say is like, you're um, commenting on the ambience of where I'm at right now. So you can hear the crickets. Hopefully Mm -hmm. Those, those crickets give me fractals every night. Like when I'm like in my half awake, half dream state, I'm just like the fractals are, it's, it's like one of those computer programs. It's, it's so weird. Like the way that their, um, music affects me is like a fractal. It's so weird. (laughs) I can feel it just listening to them, like through you, through the speakers. It's like a vibration. It's just like, yeah, you can, you can visualize. Oh, I feel it. This is why people like to like listen to those. Um, uh, I don't know, like the white noise and like the mm. apps and stuff that like you can listen to crickets when you oh, go to yeah. sleep. Like I'm lucky. Well, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you again, Amanda. I really appreciate what you bring to the circle always. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, thank you. And, and again, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> sleeping outside is like a whole thing in itself right like if you're looking to kind of like tap into the natural psychedelic experiences within this reality like dreams in themselves are a psychedelic experience and so if you can find ways to kind of like foster that you know like that's being out in nature just literally like forest bathing you know we keep talking about that like that's incredibly incredibly powerful so you know if you have the chance like go out in nature and just like meditate maybe you fall asleep maybe you won't but just like meditate and and like that in itself is is just like a way to be able to like tap into that um but yeah there's a what was a couple other things yeah i was just going to hit upon a couple practical tips um i wanted to be able to pass it back to robert at some point and then even get nick uh just to be able to say hello as well even though we're at the uh near tail end of the broadcast and then we're going to get into our closing meditation for those of you who have been waiting patiently uh for that thank you as well and uh oh, okay if nick pops back in he may be back in um one of things i was going to mention just related to the dream recall process um well let me just think about okay any practical tips okay so uh it talked about it before moderating cannabis cannabis use is something to be aware of um dream journals very important another thing that i talk about is like not having a big meal before going to sleep that works for some people it doesn't work for other people some people like eating meals before they go to sleep and it affects their dreams differently uh the only reason i recommend sometimes not eating a big meal before going to sleep is that like just because there's like subtle energy that our body uses to digest food and if we're not using that energy to digest food then that energy can actually go towards like kind of more acute awareness for dreams like it's just again it's 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 an idea um but then in relation to the recall it's really important in the morning when you're doing your dream recall to like literally stay as still as you can in the morning while writing down your dreams because one way to kind of be able to uh think about this is like you know 
again, we have our physical body and then we have like our astral body, so to speak. And again, that astral body is kind of like the part of us that travels through the higher dimensions and, and things like that. And so when we wake up in the morning, it, there's like this, I've kind of talked to this before, this like almost like like very delicate connection between ourself and like the the dream version of us, the dream consciousness of us. And so that cord if you want to think of it as a cord it's separate from the silver cord it's a it's a kind of a different concept but a little similar is very delicate and so like if you like get up and go to the bathroom it kind of like pulls the cord and then you know as you're standing there going to the bathroom or sitting whatever you do uh you know you suddenly you're just like why can't i remember my dreams you know and that's because like the cord suddenly got pulled it got pulled too fast and so you have to kind of wake up in the morning and knowing that that cord's going to get pulled eventually but before you do it you want to transcribe those experiences into the physical reality by encoding them with a waking memory which is like what you do by writing it down or by creating a video or by you know creating an audio uh, log of it and things like that so again just basic practical tip for those of you who may be entirely new to this when you're in the morning lay as still as you can and even do like a retrospective meditation which is something we talked about in the global meditations you know it, where you're kind of like thinking back as much detail as you can on your dream practices on like on your dream that you just woke from like literally just kind of thinking what's the most recent thing you can remember and trying to go backwards and then you know writing that down uh when you're ready but again even like lying there for a minute before you even write things down really important uh obvious thing and this goes outside of dream practice but you know don't have your phone like be the first thing you look at when you wake up uh and even late at night if you're like on your phone late at night like the the light from the phone can affect kind of like the chemicals within the brain and things like that so if you're like waking up in the middle of the night for whatever reason maybe you set an alarm on purpose to be able to like help trigger you know that waking sort of uh sleep process uh don't check your phone don't look at your phone because if you do that it's going to kind of like mess up the chemicals and things like that um again, you know, try it through experience, see what works for you. There's a lot of practical tips. I really would just encourage people to just continue researching these on your own. You don't have to wait to hear them from this broadcast. There's so much information already online. There's lots of books out there. Um, and again, you know, you can get into things like reality checks. What I did want to be able to get into, and this is where I wanted to just be able to ask Robert before we wrap this up, is to just talk a little bit about lucid dreaming. Uh, we didn't get so much into astral projection. Uh, we were talking about it. Amanda talked about it a little bit. There is like a difference between the two um we can probably save that more for another broadcast but i I did just want to be able to invite robert and and again you know just thank you everyone for being here robert thank you for being here uh your contribution to this broadcast has been greatly appreciated and um just be able to invite you to be able to talk a little bit about you know what is lucid dreams uh obviously real quick i know it's a big topic and things like that and you know what is the experience of a lucid dream like because one of the things and i'll just hit upon this just kind of like frame it you know when people talk about lucid dreams and this is why dreams are such like a consciousness shifting experience sometimes they talk about the idea that when you're lucid in a dream which is like when you're in a dream and you know you're dreaming you can kind of uh it's kind of like realer than real in a sense is sometimes how people explain it you know things can become more vivid and things like that um and uh i'll just there's something i forgot to say even though i i already did kind of say it earlier but i just want to say it again and and passing the talking stick to robert right after it's this idea of you know we are the dream awakening to itself and 
just sit with that phrase and really think about what it means to you. And then also the intention behind creating these broadcasts in generals is a phrase that I like to use, which is, you know, becoming better dreamers within the dream. Like that is part of why we do this. That is like our bigger vision of like, you know, why we are here on earth to become better dreamers in the dream, to kind of shift from where we're just like passively going along the ride to kind of like co-creating at the same time. And again, and that ties into the idea of lucidity where you're aware it, it has to do with awareness and lucidity within the waking state and in the dream state. And lucidity in the dream state begins with lucidity in the waking state. And that's why things like meditation are important. That's why walking out in nature and really observing things. Make a practice of observing things in your waking state, almost looking for peculiarities. Look up. Does, is there a ceiling right now? Look at your fingers. Do they are they acting weird? You know, check the like check your watch. Flick light switches. Do things that kind of like check the integrity of this reality and then those can become habits uh, within your dream state that can also trigger lucidity Um, but yeah Robert passing over to you and then right from this we're going to get into the closing meditation which will just be no more than 10 minutes and thank you again everyone for being a part of this Uh, so Robert if you can just tell the audience listening you know a little bit about you know like what are lucid dreams and maybe some ways as to how to be able to move towards that experience for themselves and also like what that experience has been like for you you know if you were to try and explain what a lucid dream felt like how would you explain it so to speak you know almost from like the perspective of your soul um i know maybe there's a lot there but i i feel you got something to share either way so well let me explain this what is regular dreaming i mean there's there could be multiple answers Regular dreaming is basically going on a trip that you have no control of. So we'll just we'll just simplify that. That's what a dream is. Mm-hmm. Um, lucid dream is being able to have that experience, but now you're aware that it's happening and you have control over it. Here's a here's a technique that you can do to go from a dream to a lucid dream. This is a very simple technique. It just requires you to remember it, which is not also very easy. Jump. If you can just Remember to jump in a dream. You will jump from a regular dream into a lucid dream. And that's generally how I always know or how I usually take place into a dream. I'll, I'll run. I'll go to jump from, I don't know, it would be like a little race and I'll have to jump in the dirt. And then I will jump in the air and I'll notice I'll start floating and I won't land. So that's that's one way you can do it. That's the, that's the only way I really know how to go from a dream to a lucid dream. But go back to the uh, question. Lucid dream is just realizing you're there. And once you realize you are there, it feels no different there than it does in the reality in which we're awake right now. It feels absolutely the same. Everything you feel, everything you, that, the wind on your face, that you, like I said, you can smell pine trees when you fly over them. You can smell the breeze. You can reach down, touch the grass. Like it feels absolutely real, except you just have this, awareness that you know it's not um and it, it's i don't know it's just it's one it's it's amazing feeling because when you wake up from it especially the dreams you've had a chance to fly in think about that i mean it's one thing to be in an airplane but it's another to be able to fly around like superman and you'll probably i don't know what the afterlife holds for us in terms of those sorts of abilities. But I believe dreams may be one of the only opportunities for you to truly 
be anything and everything. Like I said, I was a werewolf in one dream. I was able to fly in another dream. And I've even been a ghost in a dream. So it's like, think about a book or a story. You get a chance to play your part in that. And I don't think there's any other way, any anywhere else in the world you'll ever get to experience that other than through a lucid dream. But uh, with that being said, thank you for having me here. This has been awesome. I couldn't have spent a better evening doing anything else. This was this has been rewarding, and I would love to come back and be a part of your next upcoming shows when you guys do this. Awesome. And uh, if you don't have anything else to add to that, I will pass it on to someone else. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's there's always definitely something to add to that, but I think you really hit upon some key points. Uh, you know, the idea that present you know dreams have a present moment equally as real as this moment right now so like if you're listening to this broadcast and you're awake which you are or are you check you know this moment has a present moment and you know you're breathing you're feeling things now imagine like in a dream that is there too and so when we're not lucid we aren't always aware of it you know we're kind of sleepwalking through our dream um and 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 so it's just kind of like it opens up a big spectrum of understanding you know like what is possible within this reality because again when you understand that there's a present moment in that dream space you really start to begin to question like what is this reality and again you know from my perspective connect your own dots it is this idea that like this reality too is an extension of the dream space. This reality too is to just say it is a dream. Like you kind of have to look at it from like the bigger scope of things, but it very much is like this. There is a very prominent dream like nature to this reality. And sometimes it's obvious and sometimes it's not. And through the illusions of physicality and things like that, it kind of masks itself. It hides itself from us, but that is there so that, you know, we kind of move through this reality with this amnesia uh and so when you think about it in the same way that within dreams kind of like what robert was saying you're in a dream and you're just kind of going along in the same night within dreams you're you're kind of you're you're asleep within your dreams you're sleepwalking within your dream state and so when you think about it in this reality a lot of people are also like sleepwalking through their waking state in that sense so again you know as we awaken within our dreams we awaken in this physical dimension as we awaken within this physical dimension we awaken within our dreams so it's like one in the same um so when we understand that like just nurturing that process across the entire spectrum uh is just like again it's uplifting us but it's uplifting humanity and this is where you can get into the idea of like the hundred monkey effect so like literally by you working on your dreams you're helping the entire collective so thank you thank you for doing that you know because it, it is something that at times can be tedious and it will challenge you and that's the idea right be it just the practice in the waking state you know such as the discipline of writing down your dreams and the discipline of going to sleep at a half decent time and the discipline of not smoking cannabis and things like that allow it to challenge you and allow your willpower to become more refined through through that process dreams call us dream practice calls us into a higher state of being into a higher state of practice of ourselves and you know more of who we are as sovereign citizens and like that's a key thing right you know what does it mean to be a cosmic sovereign citizen right it means to be paying attention to your dreams as a big part of everything and there's another idea and i'll just plant the seed because i don't want to get too far into this but you know like mystical you know like religions and everything like that mystic societies and stuff like that you know they talk about this idea that at the time of death like if we practice dreaming within this waking state, it will actually prepare us 
for when we die. And because when we die, it's literally like entering into a dream. And so think about it. If you enter into death, you can almost enter into death kind of unconsciously, or you can enter into death consciously. And this can kind of get into this idea. And again, I don't even want to talk about it too much, but it's kind of like, you know, what happens after death. And some people talk about the idea of like literally thinking that they will spend their entire life meditating and, and aligning themselves within this reality to prepare themselves for death as a soul, as a spirit for that next step of the journey. Cause ideally you want to be able to like enter into death, like with that higher state of consciousness. And so it's like, what happens if you don't, it's like, you know, there's this idea of like, Oh, you know, like maybe you, you kind of like just get reincarnated and you forget. But if you're conscious, it kind of brings in this idea of like, Oh, maybe you can bring your memories with you into the next life. Like how crazy is that? Like, is that, is that worth all the effort at that time? What if someone literally told you that if you work your ass off, like, like exploring dreams in this lifetime, that you will remember into the next lifetime? Like, what if that was actually like a guaranteed thing? Would you do it? And I think the mystery of it is kind of like the challenge behind it all, because, you know, we don't know. But at the same time, like that humbles us into just being able to appreciate like the gifts of the present moment through that experience alone. Um, but yeah, dreams are an amazing thing. Keep doing your own research, keep reading up, keep listening to other podcasts if you want to do that as well and, you know, share. And uh, for everyone in the Paradigm Shift Central Project, uh, at the time relative to this broadcast, which is September 21st, uh, happy peace day, by the way. Today's World Peace Day, September 21st. Go talk to a stranger and give a free hug and stuff like that, uh, you know. Within the Paradigm Shift Central Project, through the main website, we have the quest journals. The quest journals are individual blog type entries that we encourage people in the community to create. We're going to be focusing more on those in the future. I want to remind you that those quest journals are also there for you to be able to practice sharing your dreams. So if you want to practice sharing your dreams through a video or through a written document that's like at least like three or four paragraphs long, please feel free to do that and submit it through a quest journal. Also, we have our Discord chat and we have our dream team within the discord chat where we share like dream recall and stuff through there as well so just know that within the paradigm Shift central community we have like the elements as a community to be able to help support ourselves through this practice and if you aren't already on the main website again paradigmshiftcentral.com you can create your profile that will get you set up for future broadcasts and also the discord server which is tiny url tinyurl.com forward slash paradigm shift chat and that's like the shortcut that will link you to the discord server information is in the youtube as well so again please feel free to join us there and let's continue these conversations beyond this broadcast alone and so as we move into the end of the broadcast i just want to remind you that the next broadcast after this which is september 27th is spirituality of ancient cultures so i'm really inviting other people to be able to join in that research maybe you already know some things maybe you want to research some things join us on the discord server and let's explore that together you know like yes this is inviting you to do some homework watching this and to collectively be able to learn and to also be able to understand more about spirituality in our modern age by studying spirituality of the past as well so uh you know talking about like spirituality of like egypt of like mayan it's a learning experience and and through that what do you get out of it 
you grow, you learn, you level up. And and again, you're, you're greatly appreciated within the community uh, for your contribution. So come in, join our next broadcast uh, with whatever it is that, that you would like to be able to contribute. And it's all just practice. Remember, it's all just practice. So um, I did just want to, as we uh, switch into our, our meditation here, um, I did just want to be able to give a shout out to Nick. Uh, Nick did join back in the chat. And uh, Nick, it is the end of the broadcast, but I just want to be able to give you a chance to just uh, say hello and uh, anything real quick quick that you might want to share related to dreams or just even gratitude that you might want to be able to express in general so uh nick passing the talking stick over to you dude good to see you again man and uh if there's anything you would like to share by all means go right ahead definitely can you hear me yes okay yeah it sounds okay yeah i felt like i needed to hop on and uh say something tonight i heard you talking about uh the alan watts lecture about uh Reality possibly being a dream, correct? Something like that. I think that was okay. I so this I think is extremely important, potentially, like groundbreakingly. What I I feel like because I had like their ship of synchronicity. I feel like had to do with dreams. Some coworkers. Nick, it's a little little choppy. Like it's kind of like cutting in and out every couple sentences. And then one of them tells me that. Oh, I think we're getting lag on that too. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, but it's like kind of choppy. Like it's. And I think we had this issue once before, actually. So. Um. Go ahead, Nick. We'll we'll try it one more time. And uh, if not, we may just have to save it for another broadcast. And uh, yeah, Nick, try turning off your webcam if you want to do that. Yeah, and I think... uh, yeah, Nick, do you want to just try turning off your webcam real quick? Thank you for your patience, everybody tuning into this. Please feel free to get comfortable for the meditation as we begin to segue uh, once we just give Nick a chance to be able to share here. So. And uh, shout out to those of you in the live chat. Uh, shout out to Unconditional Love. Shout out to Jake uh, Megabyte. Uh, Jake says, only time I've seen fractals was when I smoked DMT XD. I don't remember subscribing to this channel, so this is trippy. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. Glad you found your way here. All right. Um, I think Nick may have, uh, we may have lost Nick. Um, so if that's the case, uh, stay tuned because we definitely will be able to hear more from him in future broadcasts. And uh, just as a, for those of you who are wondering, when's the next stream class going to be? Uh, as we move into this, uh, the routine is ideally to do them each month. And, and that would be like the week before we do Destiny School. And Destiny School is the last Thursday of each month. So uh, if you're looking to join in for the next dream class, then use this broadcast as an opportunity to like, you know, do work between now and then so that you have more to be able to show up for for a next dream class to be able to say like, yeah, you know, I've been practicing and had some amazing dream experiences. Now I want to be able to practice talking about it. Okay, let me just check in again. Uh, Nick, are you there? And and I, I think it, I think I think we might have lost Nick. Yeah, it's just like totally frozen and stuff. So. Okay, guys, let's get ready to practice our meditation. And so again, the meditation that we're doing here is within the concept of shared dream experience. So we didn't even talk about that this broadcast, but it's the idea of like, can two people be in the same dream? And sometimes we will dream about our friends. And that's one thing, but can you have a dream 
where two people are in the dream space in the same place interacting and they wake up and they're just like wow you know like did that happen like do you remember that were we in the same place and so that's like one way of being able to look at this but at the same time it's also being able to move towards the narrative of of anchoring into a created space within the dream plane within the dream astral realm and so what i'm going to do here i'm going to switch over to a visual that you're going to see on screen and this visual is of the paradigm shift central dream dream tree as we call it so for those of you on youtube you're actually going to see this on screen right now and i'm just turning off my lights uh, you can't even see that and everything like that but just inviting you guys to get nice and comfortable as i explain this to you real quick so this is going to be a very short meditation and uh, again reminding you that we do have our global meditations every Sunday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, live.paradigmshiftcentral.com or youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. So the concept behind what we're doing right now as you get nice and comfortable and I'll just kind of like set the pace, set the mood for you guys. What we're doing right now is we are creating the intention to be able to crystallize a common space within the dream plane to be able to collectively focus our intention towards being able to anchor in to one place in which we can continuously and collectively visit through our dreams and through our meditation. And so this place, for those of you who are able to visually see, you can look at it on screen now. For those of you who are just listening to audio, maybe you've turned in the past broadcast, you know what I'm explaining. But for those of you who may be brand new, the basic concept, very simple, an open field with a tree. And above that tree, this is kind of secondary, but it's still there, is imagining the paradigm shift sigil above the tree. And so the paradigm shift sigil, for those of you who are looking at the image, you can see it's very much like a compass. It's like a portal. It's like a stargate. And that sigil is one that is like embodying the energy of the community. And it represents the intentions we put out and, and you know, the, the magnetism of how we are able to find one another. And so having this symbol within this practice helps anchor, helps be a portal for the energy that we are gathering through this meditation, through this intention. And so I'm going to guide you into the meditation in the next minute. So I just invite you to get nice and comfortable. And what we're going to do is basically go up to the tree, connect with it, familiarize ourselves with it, and then that's basically it. And then the idea behind this is that in future practices at your own pace, within your own dreams, think about this either before going to sleep, during the day, or if you become lucid in a dream, will yourself to go to the dream tree. And there you will be able to find other shifters, people who are intentionally helping shift consciousness, and you can connect with us as a team. So it's like, yeah, we're having these broadcasts right now. Imagine if we could have these discussions in the dream plane. Again, this is where we're starting to kind of like we were saying, it's like, wow, this is like advanced technology. You know, this is like, the internet that's inside of us this is the internet so it's utilizing that what if think about that every night when we dream we have the opportunity to continue to connect and to continue to learn from each other and so this isn't even just a concept at this point other people because we've done this throughout previous broadcasts have 
experienced going to the dream tree and they have seen other people there at the dream tree as well so knowing that let's continue to move into this meditation so i just invite you to get nice and comfortable and we'll just do a quick body scan and then this will be very short and i guide you through this to be able to help you add your focus as we crystallize the vision of the dream tree and so wherever you are again just thanking you for being here and i invite you to just allow yourself to be in a position where you'll be nice and comfortable and be able to find a place of stillness to maintain stillness in your physical body where you continue to actively bring focus inside through your mind and so let us begin simply by connecting with the breath gentle inhales through the nose gentle exhales through the nose or the mouth again together gentle inhales through the nose gentle exhales just continue to allow the rhythm of your breath to gently guide you through this meditation so you allow your body to become relaxed and your mind to become alert. So I'm gently just going to bring up some meditation audio in the background. You'll slowly be able to hear it. So as you continue to breathe, let us gently just scan our body as we allow ourselves to become more relaxed. So gently, before we even go into the visual, just bring your focus to your feet, to your shins, to your knees, and allow your feet, your shins, and your knees to gently relax. Good. Bring your awareness up to your thighs, your hips, your groin. Allow your thighs, your hips, and your groin to gently relax. Bring your awareness up to your torso, up to your ribs, your stomach. Gently allowing your torso, your ribs, your stomach to relax. Bring your awareness up to your chest, your shoulders, your back. Allowing your chest, your shoulders, and your back to gently relax. Bring your awareness to your arms, your elbows, your forearms, your hands. Allowing your arms, your forearms, your elbows, and your hands to gently relax. Bring your awareness to your neck, to your jaw, your cheeks, allowing your neck, your jaw, and your cheeks to gently relax. Bring awareness to your nose, your eyes, your eyebrows, your forehead, and your entire head. Allowing your nose, your eyebrows, your forehead, your entire head to gently relax. With your body relaxed and your mind alert, even just straightening up your posture if you need to very slowly, very softly as we begin to turn our focus inwards, being aware of the breath guiding us, gentle inhales and gentle exhale. And in this moment, I invite you to imagine yourself in a field 
and this field has grass that may be up to your hips. And as you're standing in this field, you can see the dream tree off in the distance. And with the grass gently at your hips, I invite you to just integrate your awareness into this space through sensations and textures by gently touching the grass in your fingertips, just rubbing a piece of grass between your fingertips and just feeling the texture of it, making it as real as possible in this moment. Good. And just being aware of the sensation of your environment, the temperature of the air on your skin, and just being able to smell any smells. It would be very fresh, just the smells of nature. And in this moment, as you observe, you look towards the dream tree off in the distance. Above it, you see the paradigm shift sigil floating above it, pulsating like a portal. And from a distance, you can feel the energy of it, ancient and futuristic, with intentions that ripple beyond the eons that you may even be aware of. And within this landscape, even just adding more to this vision by imagining the sky, not just as a sky, but almost as if it is the landscape of space itself. And so in this space that you're in, you begin to bring your awareness into all the details to all the textures and to all the sensations bringing your awareness into this present moment and at this moment i just invite you to imagine yourself feeling as if you are slowly floating off the ground and so just lifting your feet off the ground through the will of your mind as if in a lucid dream feeling yourself floating above the grass and as you do gently through your own will moving towards the dream tree floating there at a pace that feels comfortable for you almost feeling the natural gravitational pull of the dream tree of the paradigm shift sigil portal moving you closer towards it almost like as if you step into a stream and you allow the stream to move you as you simply float along. And as you do this, you begin to arrive closer to the tree. And as you arrive closer, still floating in the air, you acknowledge that you see other people sitting around the tree, engaged in multiple forms of conversation of celebration, of dance. You see people sitting and meditating. You see people writing and journaling. You see people playing music. You see people giving each other massages. You see people hugging and embracing one another. You feel the vibration of this space. You feel the celebration of it, the joy, the shared intention. And perhaps you recognize some of the people. You recognize them perhaps as even people who we have heard within this broadcast and as you do this you slowly begin to float closer towards the tree and soon your feet are back on the grounds and you are standing in front of the tree and I invite you within your imagination to make this tree 
as magical as you wish to make it in a size that makes sense for you. Perhaps it is large, perhaps it is no bigger than a normal tree. And yet as you look up at the branches, you can see the energy moving through it. You can acknowledge that there is a pulse coming deep from within the roots that echo through its branches. And almost in a way that is psychedelic, you can see the energy underneath the wood, underneath the bark, moving through this tree, underneath it and around it. An energy that can be thought of as almost blue-purple plasma. And so you just take a moment here to acknowledge the beauty of this tree. And again, visualizing it as richly as you can. And so as you take a breath here, gentle inhales, gentle exhale. You gently place your palms on the tree and you feel the texture of it. You feel the bark of it. And gently, perhaps you have already intuitively done this, you move closer to the tree and gently place your forehead onto it or you can imagine yourself giving the tree a hug something that we should do every day go hugging that tree and so as you do this still surrounded by all of the people in this moment celebrating expressing connecting honoring evolving in this moment, you connect your breath with the heartbeat and the breath of the tree. And as you do this within this meditation, you both receive from the tree as well as pour your love into it. And as you do this, you crystallize it. Your imagination makes it real within the shared vision that we are in and also making it real within the higher dimensions, within the astral planes, knowing that this tree is not just within our imagination, it is within our imagination, yet it already exists. Think about that for a second, it already exists. The space you are in right now exists. You have arrived. And so feel the love of this tree, of what it represents, connection to community, evolving as dreamers within the dream, the shared journey of expansion of soul. And so you continue to breathe and you allow the love of this tree connected to the heart of earth, the heart of Gaia, the heart of the cosmos. Whether or not you even imagine that this tree is on earth, its roots connect to a crystal, which is the crystal at the center of all of our hearts. At the heart of who we truly are as soul, as energy, as light. And so literally, as we do this meditation, all you need to do is gently connect with the tree receive any love in this moment from it while pouring your love into it with inhales you breathe in the love 
of the tree of Gaia, of the universe. With the exhales, you pour your love into it, and as you do, it crystallizes. You create a relationship, you create a connection that will allow you to return to this space beyond this moment, be it in meditation or in dream. And so I invite you to create the intentions in this moment to be able to return to this space. And so take a few more breaths here, familiarize yourself with it, allow this tree to become your friend, allow it to be felt like family, allow it to be seen as an extension of your true essence. So take another breath here, gentle inhale. gentle exhales allow this moment to feel as real as possible still feeling the bark as you embrace the tree feeling the energy move through your heart and as you do this just take another moment here to even imagine yourself turning around with your back to the tree sitting down at the base of it and positioning yourself in a lotus position and we'll just take a few more moments here to breathe and as you do whereas before you were feeling the sensation very specifically through the heart and perhaps even the third eye here we align our spine with the trunk and as we breathe we breathe in both the energy from above and below we connect with the tree we realize that we are the tree in whatever way that means for you. And so, in your meditation, I invite you to close your eyes within your meditation, to visualize the energy moving through the tree, the crystalline energy. And though your eyes are closed within your meditation, just acknowledging the sounds, the imagination of the sounds and the, the space, the presence, the feeling, Focus on the feeling, for that will guide you. It is the feeling that will return you home to this space of what it feels like to be amongst community, amongst friends, amongst kin, fellow dreamers within the dream. And so take a few more breaths here as we move closer to concluding this meditation. I invite you to gently breathe and as you do, you feel energy moving down from the root, from the tree branches, reaching up to the skies, the heavens, the cosmos. And that energy is moving into you, in through the top of your head, through the crown. And as you breathe, you feel the energy moving up through you, through your root, through your spine, through your coccyx. And just hold that feeling gentle exhales just feel the peace of this moment remind yourself of what this feels like and so when the time comes for you to dream think about this as you fall asleep literally what we just did imagine yourself floating up to the tree connect with it embrace it talk with any people who are in this space that you are in too anchor into this moment through feeling through heart and through story 
And so we'll just take a few more breaths here and then we will slowly transition our awareness back to our physical body. So just take your time, feel the sensation, allow any love to enter into your heart. Allow the peace to be felt. Allow the intention to be set for you to be able to return here. You can even verbalize it in a way that feels right for you. You can say, this is a place that I will return to. This is a place that I am at within my heart. And so whether you are dreaming or meditating, know that at your heart, you are always at this tree. You are always connected with community. We are always here to support each other, to celebrate this journey that we are all on. Divine fractals of a shared truth. Dreamers within the dream, awakening to who we are. So take a couple more breaths here, gentle inhale. Gentle exhales. One more together. Deep inhale, nice and soft. And gentle exhale. And just continue to breathe at a rhythm that feels comfortable for you. And still imagining yourself sitting at the base of the tree, we will transition our awareness back to our physical reality. And when you are ready, you can slowly do so by gently wiggling your fingers and your toes. And when you are ready, you can gently open your eyes and return your awareness to the physical space around you while still allowing your imagination, your soul, your spirit for a part of you to still be at this tree. And so when the time comes for you to dream, just remember that feeling and allow that to guide you and you will find your way back to this tree and through there you will experience and through that experience we will grow together tapping into the infinite potential of who we are and so continuing to breathe here and again if you haven't yet gently opening your eyes even if you want, just putting your hands on your heart, taking a couple more breaths here, just taking your time. As if you just woke up from a dream right now, reflecting on what it felt like. And just honoring that feeling. Thank you. Oh. So again, just allowing the breath to maintain nice and calm. And as we conclude this meditation, just thanking you so much for being here, so much for being a part of this, truly just honoring the experience of what it is that we are creating, the uniqueness of what it is that we are doing here as community and i'll just leave the visual on screen for a moment longer just before i bring my webcam back on of the dream tree 
the visual for those of you who see it. And for those of you who are listening to the audio, if you're looking for that visual, it's the image on the YouTube. It's that's what it is. So you can see that the person on the checkerboards between the two pillars with the tree in the distance and the pill and the sigil above the tree with the portal activated. And again, very simply just thinking of that person as us, the checkerboard as reality the pillars of knowledge and perception that we continuously step through with courage and with love. And so I'll uh, transition back to my webcam in a second. So just take another moment there to look at that and look at the paradigm shift sigil, remind yourself what that looks like, hold that image in your mind and let that image guide you. Think about that image as you fall asleep and that will help you find the dream tree as well. And again, you can find that image at any time. So I'll just transition back to the webcam here. And again, I just thank you so much everyone for being a part of this. I actually, uh, I do wanna just check in with Robert just before we end the broadcast, even to just hear a little bit of feedback from him on just what that meditation was like for him and, and for anybody else in, in the YouTube uh, live chat, please feel free to leave any comments uh, on what the meditation was like for you. It's always uh, very, very important to be able to just get that feedback. And, you know, it's always very exciting. So I'll, um, I'll just check in uh, with, with Robert here and uh, just invite him if there is anything he would like to share. And as we get close to this meditation, we'll just, you know, express some gratitude. And I'll just uh, remind you guys of a, a couple other things about supporting the broadcast. And then that will be it. And we'll be back again for next week. So, Robert, uh, just opening up the talking circle again. How is, a, how, how is that for you, man? I guess that was the first time you've gotten to do that with us. So how was that? Well, this is not just the first time that I got to do that. But that's probably the second time that I've ever got to experience that ever. Um I mean, I, I try to practice things like astral projection and stuff, but I, I am not, I'm not on that level to hear, to have someone kind of guide me through this makes a big difference. And so that, that kept my mind focused. Um, I want to relate it a little bit to number, uh, secrecy, like 1111. When I see those numbers, I get chill bumps. It's like a confirmation. It's like something yeah. is there. Truth, truth bumps. I call and, them sometimes. <laughs> truth bumps. Okay. <laughs> and when I got to the tree in the dream, oh man, I felt the chill bumps. I felt it all over me. Something was there. Nice. nice. Like this is this me being here in this this interview or not me being here in this broadcast and all this was not accident. Mm. This was this was meant to be for in, mm. in my world. And uh, so it felt really humbled to, to experience that. And it felt right. With that being said, my cat looked at me like, what is he doing? And came up and started licking my, licking my nose. Like, and, and that's like, so it was a little, little funny moments going on there. But uh, man, I feel really good. I feel, uh, feel relaxed. Like I feel like I can go lay down now and have a really good awesome. night's sleep. So that put, that was really wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank thank you too, man. Uh, it, again, you know, I, I really, uh, it's really humbling experience for me to be able to guide people through that. And, uh, you know, for, for those who, 
yeah, even, you know, that short meditation for some people can be very visceral for them. And, and that just kind of goes into the idea of what happens when we collectively kind of have our focus on one place at one time. But yeah, kind of what Robert was saying, be aware of when you get those like energy sensations through your body, because those are, again, kind of like a way for you to, to, to like be present in that moment. And it is kind of like a confirmation thing and be like, Oh wow. Okay. I'm, you know, we're tapping into something here. Uh, so that's fascinating. And, uh, you know, for those of you who may be new to this channel, uh, again, on YouTube and things like that, or anywhere that you're listening to this. And if you really enjoyed that short meditation, I just want to be able to invite you to go onto my channel and check out the other guided story meditations that we have done. Uh, they are incredibly powerful and so it's similar to that where it's me verbally guiding you through a, through a meditation but it's it's very different like it's not like meditations I I've come across online where it's 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 very much like that first person narrative experience and and then there's a story to them and we have different ones where we've like gone to astral cities we've gone to like inner earth we've gone to agartha um we've like been a wolf in one and and there's been like psychedelic experiences there's been some at festivals so again there's a lot of these on my youtube channel so if you look you enjoy that you don't have to wait for the next broadcast in the meantime go listen to those and and uh, again, that will help you not only practice meditation, but it will also help you help you flex your imagination. And I think that's a topic in itself, how just, you know, daydreaming during the day, getting creative, watching things that inspire creativity can help you in your dream practice as well by kind of like allowing you to bring that imagination ability uh, into your dream practice. Because again, you know, that there's a whole idea that like, you know imagination nation of the magi like we are the magi so if if your consciousness is at a place where it's it's capable of like actively creating uh with you know endless possibilities then then just think of how when you're in a dream that is going to help you decide what it is that you want to do um you know it, it's it's kind of ironic and, and i'm not going to talk about this long but you know some people might become lucid in a dream and they might be like you know, they, they might just be like, I don't know what to do right now, you know? So it's like, you almost have to prepare for that by getting creative. So like, go watch anime, go watch Dragon Ball Z, go watch fantasy movies. And then when you do become lucid, you're like, all right, let's go fly around and shoot like love lasers out of my face or something like that, you know? And, and then you can get into this other layer of the, the dream practice. Whereas like, as you become lucid in dreams, you can actually use that opportunity to like do grid work. And what I mean by that is like putting like intention into the grid of consciousness and like healing the planet from that like higher dimensional plane. So, I mean, like that's a topic that we can get into on future broadcasts, but I'll just kind of end it there. But again, thank you so much, uh, everyone, for being as part of this broadcast. Um, Robert, I'll just allow you one more chance to just uh, any gratitude that you want to be able to express. And also, uh, if you have any contact information you would like to be able to share to invite people to connect with you, uh, please feel free to, to share that as well, man. And, and thank you again. It's been an honor having you here. Um, so, Robert, if you're still there, if there's uh, anything that you, contact and gratitude. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link my Facebook on here. I think I don't have any really other way of sharing my contact other than just through Facebook. Mm -hmm. I um, I'm now an admin now for the Eleven Eleven group, which is yes. tremendous for me. Um, that makes two of us. How I, I found this too. Yeah, like, happy. I I can't ex. I mean, all of this together is a bundle. I can't really explain because yesterday I got the news that I'm going to be composing for a film, which I'll link in here as well. Please do. And uh, and then this today, and it's 
I'm like, I'm having to try to ground myself because mm. I'm becoming <laughs> like overwhelmingly unstable. And uh, with excitement, I imagine. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow I'm going to go outside for the first time in my entire life. And I'm going to set up a little video camera and I'm going to, I'm going to just kind of talk about some perspectives, some things. It'll be short. I'm going to share awesome. it on the 1111 11 thing. Awesome. And it'll be the first time that I've ever done that. And so, and this is the first time that I've ever experienced this. And like I said, many times, nothing happens by accident. And I believe, and you know, and it's not an accident that this topic was about dreams because the past three days, with an exception of yesterday, two days prior, I was in tears, man. Like I was going outside in the middle of the night and just sitting down on the ground and just like, man, like, help me, God, help me. What I want to not so much find my purpose, my will to do things, because I believe when it comes to God, I believe in God's eyes. And I read this through conversations with God. Our will is his will, but is his will our will. And I, and I made it clear that I want to follow God's will. And then just all these doors started happening after the dreams. And like I said, it's not an accident. And this has been a blessed opportunity. And I'm going, I, I will go out of my way. I'm going to make sure that just keep in touch with me. Let me know when you're going to do these. I'm going to try to attend as many of them as possible. And uh, I just encourage other people who are who may be suffering who may be dealing with frustrations they're not quite there yet be patient that's really what this journey comes down to is just being patient and never giving up it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be frustrated but never never lose the patience because for me at 30 years of age all my dreams are starting to happen right now and this can happen to anybody and I mean, it's, I don't know, this is, it's just the past two days have just, it's been unreal. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I'll link the video and I'll link my Facebook in the, in the message and you guys can take a look at it. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, no, thank you again, man. It's been, it's, it's great for just like to hear how this experience, what it's meant to you and everything like that. Cause it just kind of like validates not only how I feel about doing this, but uh, what we as a community can also feel as well. You know, it's just that idea of like ripples create waves and, and um, yeah, I just wanted to hit upon real quick. So like, is your Facebook, your name within like Robert uh, Amacker? Is that what people would look I up just, on Facebook? I just linked it right there for you guys right. in the chat. So like, that's the chat that people who are watching on YouTube won't see. Like only we see that, but I'll copy that into the yes. YouTube right now, actually. So, yeah. So yeah, so, yeah, Robert Amaker, that's Amaker. me. Um, if you go to my wall, I have a bunch of videos that I have global of me playing piano. So it's awesome. not hard. Just look through the comments and you'll you'll see me. Cool. Okay. So again, for people who are just listening on audio, Robert A uh, Amaker. A-M-A-C-K-E-R, just how it sounds. So yeah, dude, thank you again, man. Uh, I look forward to be being able to like collaborate more and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, totally, totally appreciate you being here, man. So much love, awesome stuff. 
And um, yeah, and uh, Robert mentioned uh, the 1111 movement group. Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you guys a link for that too. But there's a lot of 1111 groups uh, out there online and everything these days. And uh, one of them is the 1111 movement. It's specific, I believe it's specifically called the 1111 movement. It's a Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, Robert and myself are uh, some of the admins on there. And shout out to Jessica, who is one of the organizers, and Glenn as well. And uh, yeah, we're we're working on just kind of like helping you know like through there invite more people to be able to get involved with community and and be at these broadcasts or other forums and uh yeah just quick shout out to them as well and i'll put that in the show notes also so um yeah stay tuned for more like future collaborations with that and yeah lots of possibilities opening up and um yeah again you know just moving into the conclusion of this broadcast is thanking everyone so much for being a part of this reminding you guys to tune in for future broadcasts again every thursday and sunday su- thursdays are always roundtable oriented so we have our, our team roundtables twice a week at least or twice in a row at least and then we have our dream class and then we have our destiny school so again next broadcast on the 27th is spiritualities of ancient cultures really inviting you guys to be able to help join in in the research part of that prior to the broadcast and to be able to be a part of that discussion very potent topics coming up your way and uh other than that i just want to be able to remind everyone that they can check out more at paradigmsessential.com and create their profile on profile online if they have not yet and if you also haven't yet be sure to subscribe to me at youtube.com forward slash skull babylon check some of the new videos that we've got on we got some comedy videos on there that we've been posting up uh, more videos always coming your way and uh, also subscribe to paradigm shift to these broadcasts you can look up paradigm shift radio on itunes but again all the podcast links are also on the main website at live.paradigmshiftcentral.com join our discord at tinyurl.com forward slash paradigm shift chat and of course huge bonus shout out to our team patreon supporters just want to remind you guys that these broadcasts are made possible by our support as a community through the team patreon and other donations that you guys contribute so if you really really enjoy these broadcasts and you love the fact that we put these out for free we put them out for the love of them we put them out because we know that they make a difference then support by making a monthly micro contribution if you're able to there are a million ways to support this project but that is one way to be able to do it and that is at patreon.com forward slash brendan culleton and when you do that you also get your shifter booster kit uh for those of you who aren't familiar you see like the free hug sign behind me plus the shift buttons which are all like consciousness shifting buttons that have symbols on them related to conscious themes and those have the paradigm shift central website on the rim so you can use those as tools like they're not just fancy buttons they're tools to give to people to spark conversations to evoke synchronicities invite people back to the project and to build community where you are and also within the shifter booster kit you also get your light guardian crystal which i'll hold up to the camera there for those of you who haven't seen those before and those are exclusive items available to the people who join on the team patreon you can also get them through the questitemshop.com as well and through the quest item shop uh, i'll just give a quick shout out because the quest item shop does have some additional options where now we have allowed people to be able to get monthly shifter booster kit subscriptions and those are starting at 25 dollars. so in addition to the patreon if you're looking to be able to get a shifter booster kit every month that is one way to be able to do that and again that is at quest item shop com we've got one person signed up for the monthly subscription for that uh shout out to chad thank you so much chad and we're looking to get more people signed up for that if we can get like 10 people signed up that's going to help the community a lot because like funds from that go into promotion for events go into just like more support for the time involved with running this project and uh you can also support by single donations at tinyurl.com forward slash tip wolf and again those are all in the information in the youtube video as well and if you do have any 
questions, please feel free to message me. You can find me at facebook.com forward slash Skull Babylon. But reminding you guys as we conclude this broadcast that again, we do this for inspiration. We do this as a community. We do this to move the narrative forward. And of course, we encourage you as shifters to continue to ripple the inspiration of this broadcast forward by having these conversations in real world scenarios, by building physical paradigm shift communities, which again, are just about open-minded discussion and meditation circles. There's a bunch of them worldwide. You can start a paradigm shift community where you are. All you got to do is find a location, set up the meetings, host them, and repeat. That simple. We've been doing this for 10 years, and you guys can do this where you are too. We have the tools. We have the technology. You have the inspiration. Go out there, take action, and the universe will definitely meet you halfway. You are already connected to the people who you have yet to meet. And again, think of this reality as an extension of the dream you are lucid right now manifest with your will where you put your intentions is going to make things happen so as your focus goes energy flows so with that said you know from one dreamer to another thank you so much for being a part of this thank you so much for for spending your time with us and if you haven't yet be sure to go check out past broadcasts online as well if you enjoyed this and are looking for more and uh on behalf of myself and robert i'll just pull robert's microphone up as we get ready to be able to say goodbye to people across the internet so dream well dream lucid robert join me in saying goodnight to the people of the internet so Good night, beautiful Good night, people of the internet. We Thank love you. you. Thank you for all the awesome questions, all the experiences. Thank you all. Thank awesome. You for being here. Sweet. All right. Thank you so much, Robert. And uh, if you want to stick around for one second, I'll chat with you once we uh, wrap up this broadcast. And Absolutely. other than that, I'll uh, chat with you soon. So for everyone else, keep it shifty, and we will see you guys in the future. Much love.